Welcome. Welcome, Applebee's. To Apple the neighborhood grill. Uh, yeah. Is that what Applebee's is? Um, I don't know. Actually. How's it going, Aaron? You're fucking great. Happy three-day weekend. Happy three-day weekend. Although by the time this airs, it'll be one more day. Yeah. Well, they'll be like, oh, man, I don't want to go to work tomorrow. Oh, maybe no one will listen until Tuesday. We should oh, see maybe. what our numbers do. Except for anybody that's not in the U.S. where they don't have Memorial Day. Mm, you guys don't memorialize stuff? B- people that died in your civil wars and shit. <laughs> Maybe I they don't know. do. Maybe they do. Maybe. <laughs> Memorialize those outfits. Hey oh. <laughs> Them outfits. God damn. How you doing? I'm all right. Yeah. Uh I'm getting blown up for some shit, but that's okay. That's We're okay. We're going to ignore that. Yep. I'm good. I'm happy. It's Friday, guys. Yeah, it I is. I got myself a little drinkity drink. Yep. I'm going to try not to get plastered on the episode so that Dylan doesn't have to suffer through too much editing. He'll be fine. We're going to we're gonna do great. Um, we're going to do great. We're going to do great. Here's the thing. Yeah. It's a fucking 13-pager. That is fucking <laughs> wild. Just for some context, guys, usually they're like three to four pages. Yeah, like three to four, five if you're like, damn. Yeah, like this I got, got intense. I went digging yeah. down some rabbit holes. Yeah, but this Holy entire shit. episode pretty much is brought to you by Critty. Critty. Thank God for Critty, Thank man. God for Critty. She was like, anyway, I did some research. I wrote a whole fucking novel. Do I'm you- so jealous. I was like, why couldn't you do that shit on my week? I know. I was like, oh, okay. You're telling me I don't have to research. I totally took advantage of it. I, oh, granted, so I probably should have waited and <laughs> given it to you. Or like, Why would he say that? What? Why would he say that? Why would who say that? I thought you, what'd you say? I said, granted, I probably should have waited. I thought you said Brandon said I should have oh. waited. And I was like, why the fuck would he say that? Why would I tell him? <laughs> That's why I was like, hold up. I have some questions. Does he no. think I'm not capable of researching? <laughs> why didn't you let Stacy do it? I've heard her cases. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, granted. Uh, as in. Oh, no, you know, it's fine. Just, just like wait till you need it type of situation. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, the moment it arrives, I need it. I know. Anytime same. I don't have to research. Oh, my God. Me too. Which has never happened to me once, so I can only imagine how you're feeling right now. Yeah, it's great. I'm pretty excited. I've read it a couple of times, like three, so four, or five times. Like you've researched Yeah, it. so that it's like, okay, I know what's happening, and uh, I had to go in and change some of the language on it because I was like, I don't say hella that much. <laughs> <laughs> you do say it though. I do say it, but like, and every time I'm like, you sound like pretty right now. <laughs> I think I get it from her. You know I how you so. like emulate people you love? Uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> it's a sign of respect and love. Exactly. <laughs> so everybody, thank Critty for this episode. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we'll see. We'll see if it's good. Yeah. No pressure. No, <laughs> no pressure. pressure. Uh, Critty, uh, you don't have to write me a 14 pager. I'll take just a three pager, girl. <laughs> Right. Oh, she treats us so well. She really does. Honestly, without her, you guys would have like a partial podcast. It it would be falling apart. I know. Okay, so what's your goddamn? Okay, so my goddamn, I told you about half of it. All right. Um, is that the other day I was leaving my house and we go out the garage, so we have a flight of fucking stairs. It's carpeted. Oh, down oh, inside. Yeah. Oh, this whole time you told me the story, I thought it was outside. Oh. Makes it a little safer inside because it's carpeted. A little. Anyway, (laughs) spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. Somebody doesn't make it. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. We have a giant flight of stairs. And by giant, I mean it is one whole flight of stairs. It's got to be 20 steps. At least 20 steps. It's steep. It's it is one entire floor, like right. It's you know, bigger than just a floor, though. Because, oh, I don't yeah. think it is. 
Okay. It's just a floor, like okay. from the first floor to the second floor. It's it's a whole ass floor though, mm-hmm. right? Like most straight way, up. Yeah, it doesn't zigzag. There's no zigs or zags. There's no landing. There, the landing at the bottom is tile. <laughs> so, it's outside. It's like and a door and a, yeah, garage. Yeah. And uh, so we leave through the garage. We're going down these big ass fucking stairs, and dogs go first, and then baby girl goes, and then uh, my boy goes, and I was behind him. And everybody was like kind of still at the top of the stairs because you kind of have to be like go. Go. Yeah. Go. Hold on to the railing. Just go. Yeah. Fucking go. She's three. So it takes her a minute, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, then baby boy was standing right in front of me, like where the baby gate is. So I can't like get around him or anything, Mm -hmm. which comes in. It's relevant. It's relevant. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, then I In see, such an emergency. I see baby girl just start to fucking waffle. I don't know what <laughs> she was doing. Just fucking waffling at the top there. And then I just see oh. her go fucking ass over tea kettle. Cartwheel down the stairs. Oh, no. The entire fucking stairs. And uh, my oh, boy is just baby. looking at her like, oh, no. Oh, like, shit. That looks like it hurts. Can you move? And I, like, grab his head. I'm like, fuck. And I grab his head and, like, throw him to the side. And he's like, what the fuck? Oh, <laughs> poor baby. And then I run down and I grab her. And she Did she make it to the bottom? Not quite. She was, like, two steps away from the bottom. Okay, but basically. But basically the she, fucking like, bottom. she, sprawled out on the stairs like, <laughs> fuck, mom. She was able to, like, open her arms enough to stop herself. Oh. And uh, I saw her do, like, literal straight cartwheels. Like, oh feet God. were in the air. <laughs> straight. I will never forget. I have a little snapshot over my kid's head. Oh, no. Just fucking legs in the yeah, air. Like, her it's neck's like, broken. Yes. For exactly. sure. Exactly. I'm like, oh, my God. So I fucking run down there, barrel past the other kid, grab her, and, you know, immediately move her neck around because... I'm trained. Well, if there's a spinal injury, you definitely <laughs> want to move it. <laughs> exactly. So I grab that her. That is terrible advice. <laughs> don't do not do what I did. Uh, I grab her, and she was crying, obviously. But uh, like, fuck, I was Mom. like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh, was it scary? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> like, do you want to do it again? And she's like, yeah. Aw, <laughs> she is like a wild child. She is fucking insane. So she was fine. Nothing, not even a bump or a bruise or whatever. Oh, good. She was just shaken up. Like, well, that was fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, Mom, I was upside down for a few times. <laughs> yeah. On and accident. Then, I went and dropped her off at daycare, and I forgot to tell them about it because, like, you know, I'm on my way to work, whatever. It well, she's alive. She's, like, by the fine. way, there's a minor concussion pending. <laughs> exactly. And uh, when I get back, they're like, so she told us. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, that happened. She's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Forgot to remind you about possible trauma to the brain. <laughs> yeah. Forgot to tell you about that. So nap time, you could pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Make sure she wakes up again. <laughs> right. And uh, they were like, wow, that's crazy. Right. Whatever. We get home that night and we're all hanging out. And my kids, it's literally two minutes before bedtime, and they are playing helicopter, which is just spin around in a circle with your arms out until you crash. Yeah. And fall on the ground or whatever. Or down the stairs again. Or down the stairs. But we have gates. And uh, (laughs) so not those stairs anyway. And it was like two minutes before bedtime. I was like, you guys got to go to bed soon, blah, blah, blah. And they were like... Uh, baby girl was like, can I keep spinning? And I was like, you got two minutes, girl. Live your dream. You got two whole minutes to spin. Yeah. So she's spinning. She's having a great fucking time. She falls per usual, smashes her fucking face Ugh. into the corner of a wall, like whatever, Ouch. the stairs, the banister thing, corner yeah. of that, just metal, straight to the fucking dome. Ugh. 
And she had a giant goose egg and a little cut, oh. and I'm for sure a fucking concussion You're again. Like, but I want you to go to bed. Exactly. And I'm like, this is a fucking minute now from bedtime. I can't be like, anyway, sorry about that head trauma. Good night. <laughs> yeah, like, you can. <laughs> check like, those pupils and be like, go to bed. <laughs> Checking for fucking concussions. Like, like, Checking their tracking of her eyes. Are you good? I let her stay up for another like 20 minutes with an ice pack on, which she's Aww. fucking loving. This yeah. girl, man, she's going to be the death of me. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, so, listen, you know, I had something similar and it's not even my goddamn, but my son had his baseball party just yesterday mm-hmm. and they were all, we were at like a park, right? And you know how they have those like cement picnic, picnic oh, benches? Yeah. Well, Lee was trying to rally all the kids because it's like, okay, we're going to do like fucking award time or whatever. And the kids all stood up on the table and they were like yelling and shouting like, oh, God, dance party on the table. I don't know what they were saying, but they were having a blast. And you could see all the parents being like, "Ah, I think we should shut this down. But let's see how far he can go. And my kid, of course, was the one who, I mean, he was doing fine up on the table, but then he stepped down onto the bench and somehow fucking biffed it onto the ground. Chin to the cement, oh. starts crying instantly, had a bruise on his elbow, losing oh. his shit. But he's also, like, old enough now that he's trying to cover that he's crying. Yeah. But also, I know my kid, he can take a, he can take a hit. <laughs> <laughs> he just eats it. Fucking. He can eat shit and jump right back up as long as nobody sees, right? Yeah. But everybody saw. Oh. And also, it did look like it hurt, right? Yeah. So I was kind of like, oh, are you okay? And then I look, finally get a look at his chin because I'm like, does he have all his fucking teeth? Yeah. And he's fucking fine. And his eyes are red because he's tired. So I'm like, oh, he's just being, like, extra sensitive right now. Anybody would be bummed about it. But, like, you know. <laughs> I'd be bummed about bashing my chin yeah, on fucking Yeah, but he's going to be okay. Yeah. Like, it might be a bruise, but I don't even think it'll be that. And I had watched him hit the ground, so I saw all the parts that he hit. And to me, I wasn't really that concerned. It yeah. just looked more like you biffed it. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, God, are you okay? Whatever. And he's just like, yeah, you know, like I'm kind of babying him and making him feel good. And then one of the other grandmas like walked over and was like, is he okay? He hit his head really hard. And I instantly like sheer panic runs through my body. And I'm like, God damn it. Like you said this to the worst person. Oh, yeah. I have so much anxiety about my children's well-being. Who doesn't? Right. But like. It triggered something in me, and I was like, oh, my God, is he going to fucking die? And I was, like, checking his pupils and shit. And then later I realized, I'm like, oh, my God, he's fine. He's fine. was being extra. Yeah, yeah. My kids will do that, or, like, if anybody sees them fall or something, it's so much worse. They start crying more mm-hmm. and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And then if someone else comes to them, like, are you okay? They're like, no. Any kind of sympathy. <laughs> like, it's like if you're having a rough day and somebody's like, do you need a hug? And you're ugh. like, no, I'll cry. Yeah, no, <laughs> but if you keep looking me in the eyes, I'm going to cry. I'm going to ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't ask me if I'm okay. Exactly. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Pass on that shit. Don't give me feelings. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Give me your goddamn. All right. Uh, I got sunburned at baseball like last weekend, so mm-hmm. a week ago, and I'm just fucking peeling like a lizard. That's <laughs> my goddamn. It's my forehead. It's so crusty, and I put so much lotion on it. And I'm just leaving a trail of fucking skin crumbs everywhere I go. And it wasn't I've tried... even that bad of a burn. It really wasn't. But I did go to the dentist on Monday, and the mm-hmm. lady was like, oh, you got a sunburn. And I was like, how do you know I'm not blushing? Yeah. You, know? you don't like, know. constantly and hot. Yeah. Like, right now, my cheeks are so red because I'm baking in this yeah, shed. Yeah, fucking toasty. You could be like, bitch. she has a sunburn. But I don't because the moment I go, it's just you could see my blood through my skin because yeah. I'm transparent. Yeah. I'm so fucking white, I'm see-through. You are. God damn it. You are. But not on the inside. No. You know? You got a big black heart. (laughs) That's what I always say. (laughs) 
you know? I'm sure so many people appreciate that. Yeah. Speaking of, just to bring up a controversial con- a concept, because okay. I need some advice yep, that I should not it. be asking for publicly on a pod because I might get us canceled. But I really, 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 like really want to put braids in my hair. Remember how I keep sending oh, you yeah. TikToks and I'm mm-hmm. like, you need to learn how to do this because yeah. I want these box braids in my hair mm-hmm. and that you could pick from so many fun colors mm-hmm. i just don't know if i'm allowed to so if any listener could let me know if i'm allowed to i'm and pretty if sure not, you're not allowed to i think so but so bummed though maybe if you get the go-ahead <laughs> we'll see we'll see we'll get some answers and it's okay if you tell me no i'll be sad but i'm gonna be respectful but like but like I? you really want it but can i yeah it'd be really pretty i and then if it's not allowed thing. could you tell me why and we're just educating here. This is a safe space. Please don't be mad at me. I just want to know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I get it. And 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 maybe it's okay and maybe it's not a big deal. But I honestly, genuinely do not know if it's a big deal or not. Because one time I was like, I really like my hair curly and floofy and I like it like a lion and I like big hair. And somebody told me that that's not culturally appropriate or some shit. And they were just giving me shit. But it really touched me on the inside where I was like, but why not? You are know, like, but it... Are you- can are you serious? <laughs> but I just want curly hair. Like but just, white people can't have curly hair. <laughs> nope. Not you. Yeah, not you. You didn't you weren't born with that shit. You can't have it. Nope. I can have a little bit. See? Yeah, you can. I love it. <laughs> anyway, thanks for educating us. Yeah. On to the goddamn episode because it's about to be 14 fucking pages okay. long. 13. Also, stick around because Critty also sent us a fucking package. Yeah, she did. And somebody else did. Who sent this one? Don't worry, any feet people just using my um, toes to get that. I don't know. You can rewind that. <laughs> Bayou Diva Design. Bayou Diva Design. From Turtle Creek. Okay. okay. Let's go. Jinx. Okay. Yummy Coke. I am going to tell you about Marie Hilly. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, starting off in the way, way back, right? Oh, let's go. We got the before times. Oh, Critty did this shit. There's a lot of before times. Critty was like, no, don't know anything about the before times? I fucking got you. I'm going to tell you everything about them. Yeah. Okay. So, starting off, Day Lucille one. and Huey Frazier. We're mm-hmm. married in 1931, okay? It's the mm-hmm. second year of the Great Depression. Wow. Dust bowl little, and shit. Dust bowl and shit. In case shit. you're not from here, it was depressing. It was quite depressing. No food. Mm-mm. No bubble gum. No jobs. Soup kitchen lines mm-hmm. out the door. Mm-hmm. But they were like, fuck it, let's have kids. Drought. Well, that's all you could do. It's like COVID. Everybody's just fucking boning. Yeah, like anyway, I cut up this tree and I made some blocks. That's your toy. <laughs> Dire times, you know? Yeah, and everybody was like, Wow. Thanks, Dad. Thanks for not hitting me. No, while they're probably you did fucking that. stoked for it. <laughs> Thanks for not hitting me while you did that. Probably got hit a couple times too. They might have. Okay, so they're like, "Fuck it, we're having kids, right?" Yeah. So Lucille had a stillborn in 1932. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, but it was 1932, so they're probably like, "I don't know, it's probably in there still." You know, she gave birth to a stone. Ugh, rough. And then. They had Audrey Marie on June 4th, 1933. Okay. She I was love a Gemini. all these names. Okay. Oh, she's yeah. going to be killing some people. Well, maybe. Allegedly. Allegedly. Maybe not, though. They were living in Blue Mountain, Alabama. All right. Okay. Fun fact, getting married to Lucille was the first time that Huey was separated from his twin, Louie. <gasps> Huey and Louie. Yeah. They were super close. Oh, no. Did Louie fall in love with somebody named Lucy? Lucy and Lucille and Huey and Louie? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. So Audrey Marie went by Marie. Okay. Okay. Nobody calls her Audrey. All right. Get out of here, Odd. Mm-hmm. Dree. Dree. And for the first few years of Marie's life, Lucille stayed home with Marie, and Huey worked at the Linen Thread Company in Blue Mountain, right? Okay. 
So he's threading some linens. Yeah, he's threading linens. But Huey was kind of a crappy employee. I guess mm. he was kind of like sickly. He's snotting on the linens or something? Uh, more like I think the coworkers was like he was really thin and sickly. Like he didn't. Oh, he, he got didn't really do good. Work. He got like scurvy or something. Yeah, yeah, right. something like that. Okay, he's and hungry. Probably a great depression. Man. Fucking depressed. Yeah. And then Huey would miss his twin brother, Louie. Yeah. And so he would just up and disappear Ugh. for long periods of time to visit his brother in Texas. Listen, priorities. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't think that's a good priority, though. You're, like, your fucking twin brother? By family. I'd that do I'm that shit for you. <laughs> raising. Like, uh, we've been too far apart for too long, and my energy is just off. I mean, so. I get it. I get it. But also, it was putting such a strain on their financial situation to where Lucille had to start working at okay. said thread factory. Oh. And was like, bro, can you fucking come home and take care of the kid or something? At like, least he had the hookups for her to get a job, you know? I guess. It might have just been the only place in town, though. Okay. They're like, we really need workers. <laughs> yeah. They're like, uh, fucking Huey left. <laughs> Why don't you bring your kid in? Yeah. Uh, so Louie later moved to Utah and Huey took his and Lucille's savings mm-hmm. and left to just spend months with his brother was just oh, like he didn't even take the family no nah, thought he was they were like, gonna go be mormons now <laughs> he was like peace out i gotta go see fucking louie we got shit to take care of honestly i'm still having a hard time seeing with what the problem is well he took all their money that's a big problem <laughs> i'm just teasing <laughs> so and then he later returned like mm, everything's fine now it's like, like i blew through the savings lucille yeah why are you so mad i'm here yeah okay jeez and huey and lucille had money troubles for a bit obviously yeah, poor lucille and at one point, they fled out of town to avoid being confronted by, like, fucking collectors and stuff, right? Okay. Like Repo Man? Mm-hmm. Man, in the before times, you could just do that shit. Yeah, they're like, oh, I, I'm not that person. I don't live in that state. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody like, God talks. damn it, they got away. Uh-huh. And they eventually settled their debts and all that, and they returned to Blue Mountain to go back to work at the thread factory, okay, right? They could show their face again. Mm-hmm. So Lucille would leave Marie with her mom, Susie Meads. When she had to work, right? Okay. Getting that Grandma free... watched the kids. Mm-hmm. Getting that free daycare. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. nice. Susie was affectionately called Mama Meads. Mm-hmm. And she was the only person to ever discipline Murray. Okay. With an occasional spanking or being told to, like, sit in the corner. Whatever, yeah. Right? Yeah. But she was the only one that did. Lucille oh. and Huey were both like, eh. Run wild. Be yeah. free. She's fine. Oh, God. Everyone's depressed here. Yeah. yeah. Do what makes you happy, kid. Yeah. Whatever little piece that will bring you happiness, enjoy. Mm-hmm. Marie's parents gave Marie everything. Okay. They ensured that she had the finest clothes. Really? Even though they were struggling? Mm-hmm. Okay. They were like, nope, that's our baby girl. She's going to wear fucking nice-ass like, clothes. Bake it till you fucking make it. Mm-hmm. They made sure that she had access to high-quality meats and fruits, much like Butcher Box. <laughs> Insert ad here. Yeah. <laughs> and gave her everything that she wanted despite their limited resources, right? All right. Okay. She was incredibly spoiled and was known to throw violent temper tantrums when Not she didn't violent. get what she wanted. Okay. Listen, this is feeling a little too eerily similar to my life. Not for me, but for my fucking children. Oh, fucking right? When I'm like, hey, no more iPad. And they're like, Wah! I'm like, Jesus. I throw Maybe the, the iPad at one. your head and yeah. you're like, ah. You kn- and then I'm like, now you gotta die. But I yeah. never kill them. I know. Every time. I gotta fucking pick the threats I can follow through on. They're so lucky. 
Yeah. Honestly. My kid the other day asked me, he said, did you guys do eye ready when you were in school? And I was like, no, we have eye shit. I was like, we didn't have iPads when I was in school. And he said, why? And I said, they weren't invented yet. Dude, just think about how different life is going to be with like AI. Yeah. Honestly, our children are going to be like, you had to write an essay using your brain? Yeah. Like what? What do you mean? You didn't just research things that already exist. I can just type it in and it gives me the answer. You mean you had to type it in and then click links and read through the articles? (laughs) Yeah, something scans for all these keywords for me. No. I had a book, bitch. And a fucking copier, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I had to handwrite the goddamn notes. The worst. A typewriter? So I could tell you about Alexander Graham Bell. His fucking telephone invention. Oh, yeah. A light bulb or whatever the fuck the homie did. <laughs> the guy with the light bulb. Is <laughs> <laughs> Edison? I don't remember shit. <laughs> okay, so. She's throwing violent temper tantrums, right? Yeah. So, side note, she slept in her parents' bed well into grade school. Well, welcome to my fucking life also. Mm, they're not well into grade school yet. I mean, he's about to hit a grade. He's in K. <laughs> is that, what, is that <laughs> when we start counting them? Uh, I, I say you gotta count him at, like, one first. He's gonna be in there. He's about to be in a couple months. I can't imagine that's suddenly gonna fix itself. Uh, that's true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if it weren't for my younger one, he probably wouldn't. Really? Yeah, because he sleep. He does well on his own, and then when he wakes up and sees the younger one's gone, he comes in. Oh. And I'm like, God damn it! Mm-mm. You gotta separate them again so that they don't know. Gotta keep them separated. Okay. I want an offspring without you, and that makes me sad. It makes me sad too. Well, you should agree to go to more concerts when I text them to you. That's fair. You said no once, and I will never forgive you for that. I concur. (laughs) I understand. Honestly, I'm just going to start signing you up for it. I mean, it worked well once, so I'll continue to do that. It would probably work every time. It's yeah. just, I have a hard time committing to things like, like I know I got some shit going on in like September, October, whatever, and everyone's like, you want to do this for my birthday? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I don't know. I'm sign you up, and the day of, I'm going to be like, by the way, you're busy. <laughs> by the way, we're doing shit this yeah, week. I think that's what's going to work best for this relationship at this point in time. That's fine. I, I accept. Okay, good. Thank you. Thanks for the okay. You, you got it. Anyway, so, so uh, she's sleeping in the bed. <laughs> sleeping in the parents' bed. So an example of one of her violent outbursts was when she was five, she bit her cousin Robbie, who was a chick. Who doesn't? Well, the kid was nine at the time, and she bit her on the stomach Oh, weird spot to bite someone. And it took months to heal. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, violently biting. Yeah, like, it was an aggressive bite. Like, zombie. Yes, exactly. Like, took a chunk out of her type of situation, right? Oopsie. Yeah. So, and that was all over because she wouldn't share some cake with her. Well, cake. I get it. I get it. We talking chocolate, vanilla. It's probably fucking strawberry because it's the 30s. I was going to say strawberry 40s. next, and that's my favorite. I'm literally drinking a strawberry drink right now. So I gross. love strawberry flavored things. I know this about you. I still don't accept it, but I know it. So good. So when Marie was 10, the family moved to Aniston. Yes. Aniston. Mm. Mm. Like Jennifer. Yes, exactly. Like Jennifer, but it's in Alabama. Okay. So she could go to a better school. And her parents pushed her to become a secretary, which is, like, fucking top-notch. Okay. No. For a woman in the 40s, late 40s-ish, they were like, fucking shoot for the stars, baby. Yeah. You can file some goddamn paperwork. Mm Mm-hmm. Like a goddamn machine. Office bitch. Mm -hmm. Sign her up. And Marie made friends with children that were more privileged than herself, so her 
friends were children of factory owners, not workers, right? Oh, okay. So they have an image to uphold. Mm-hmm. They got an image to uphold, and they spoil the shit out of her. Like, we don't come from nothing. Yeah. You, fine. You they got to have all these so people. much debt to make all this shit happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? And they made sure that she looked the part with her expensive clothes, and she acted the part with high class, taste, and maturity. Right? Okay. So she's fucking top notch at her school. All right. So there's this kid, Calvin Robertson, who oh. was in 10th grade. Calvin, I bet he's a deadbeat. Well, and he's Calvin, fall in love. He met her when she was in 7th grade, he was in 10th grade. Oh, and God, that's a big gap. It is a big gap. And he was like, that's it. That's the one. That's who I'm going to marry. She's a middle school, bro. Fucking middle school, bro. And you're a high schooler. Yeah. That's he, weird. Doesn't matter. He was like, she's beautiful, and I want that. Okay. Yep. But he didn't, like, nothing ever happened, whatever. He just liked her. Yeah, he was just like, this is great, I love her, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. He had feelings. Mm -hmm. That's relevant He felt a certain kind of way. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there was another boy named Frank. Uh Uh-oh, what's up with Frank? Frank came from money. Well, Frank. Rivalry. I don't know if he came from money, actually. But he was 16 when he met 12-year-old Marie, right? Oh, my God. Yep. And they started dating, and Frank treated her like royalty. He's like, they give you everything you need, princess. She's like, thank God somebody realizes my preciousness around mm-hmm. here. And in 1946, while at Quintard Junior High School, mm-hmm. I did not say that right. Quintard. Quintar. Quintard. Quintard. I don't know how to say it. I don't know if there's a hard D at the end. I feel like you should go easy on the R. <laughs> Quintard. <laughs> like I'm from Massachusetts. Pot the cock. <laughs> In Quinta. <laughs> Where Marie was voted prettiest girl in school. Okay? So she's fucking... I hate that that was a badge of honor, you know? It's still. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was in our high school. Was it prettiest girl? I know it was, like, best smile. Yeah, it was probably, like, best looking. Ah, maybe, yeah. That's so Boy fucked Boy and up. girl. That yeah. is so fucked up. It's so fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah. Who oh, voted? Can we get the worst ones in here? Let's yeah. put those yeah. monstrosities on the fucking page. Like, the one with the most crooked teeth. Yeah. Like, ah, there's four eyes over here. Uh, like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, so stupid. So, oops. that same year, Frank graduated high school. When she's in fucking middle school. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. And he treated her like a princess. He did. So, okay, I'm with Frank. And he knew that he was going to marry Marie, right? Yeah. She's 14, he's 18, but he's like, that's my end game. That's the one. When Marie got to Aniston High School. She's not even bleeding yet, you know? 14? She hasn't had the blood. Her moon blood. Perhaps she has. Perhaps she has now. 14, she But, like, barely. 12, she might have. No, it was way, it's getting earlier and earlier because of us, like, of evolution or some shit. I was 13. Yeah, 12 or 13. Yeah. 12? Could have been 12. I don't remember. Well, you popped out some titties like none other, so I'm not counting yours. You're part of the trend of, like, all of a sudden we're all bleeding early. Am I part of the fucking getting the GMO'd milk or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Like, our parents are just smoking all the cigarettes and shit. Yeah, and they're like, I don't know what was in this one. I think I was, like, thir- 
13. Maybe I was 12. I've never counted. I don't fucking know. Neither have I. I remember being on the playground at fucking recess or PE or whatever in middle school. Whatever it was. I don't know why I was on a playground. I was on a field. Uh, And I looked down and I was like, that's different. Oh, that sucks. You were in public? Oh, I was in public. And then I tied my sweater around my waist. And then I went to class for the rest of the time because I was too embarrassed to say anything. You're like, my parents aren't going to pick me up for this shit. My parents were working. My mom would be like, I don't know. Use a tampon. And I'd be like, I've never (laughs) shoved anything in there. (laughs) What? Oh, God. I had the privilege of being on vacation and I was at my aunt's house. So I was with family. Yeah. And other like women who are like, oh, I also had the privilege of having just gone to the bathroom when it happened. Mm. So it didn't get anywhere. Mm. But it did scare me. I was like, whoa, even though I know what's going to happen, that's an awful lot of blood. (laughs) It's an awful lot of blood. I ruined a pair of underwear, a pair of pants and a sweater. Yeah. Tied that bitch around my waist and I was like, it's it. Did you tie it around your back? Your butt? Well, of course. Well, I don't know. Did it show through the front? I'd never had it bleed through, oh. so I don't know where it comes out. Oh my really? God, do you hear the privilege? Yeah. yeah. Does it come out your butt? <laughs> yeah, it usually comes out your butt when you're sitting. And, like, nothing in the front. No. Yeah, yeah. you could stand up and it's normal. Unless it goes, like, it's down located. the thighs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's closer to the back area. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes so, sense. Anyway. Either way, she's probably got her blood by now. Yeah. So when Marie got to Aniston High School, everyone knew her as Frank Hilly's girl, right? Okay. Mm. Ew. Hate it. Mm. Get it, but I hate it. Oh. Sure. Yeah. Right? It's like the 50s. I know, so I get it. Yeah, and they're like, oh, that's all Frank Hilly's girl. Oh, she Yeah. Yeah. That's all Frank Hilly's. You know? Mm -hmm. But Marie knew that she was gorgeous, obviously. (laughs) She's like, She's like, I was voted. (laughs) Pretty. We took a vote. Yeah. Everyone took a vote. I, too, voted. (laughs) (laughs) And so she used that to her advantage, right? Okay. She would taunt Frank with letters that she got from other boys, like, oh, "Oh, I love you. I want to be with you. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, I am desired. Mm-hmm. Making him jealous. She's like, oh, I just, oops, I dropped this. Look at this. Oops, read this entire paragraph about how great I am. Mm-hmm. And so Frank was scared of losing Marie while he was in Guam with the Navy. Uh-oh, right? he gets stationed elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So he wrote to her constantly, and then he came on leave for, like, May Day or something. And, yeah. Uh, that old May Day. That old May Day. And they got married <laughs> while okay. he was on leave. He was like, I gotta fucking lock this shit down. Yeah, she cray. Yep. So they got married on May 8th, 1951, right? Okay. This is four weeks before Marie's 18th birthday. Wow. Yeah. Good, but it's the fucking 51. That's what we do. Yeah. They were like, this is fine. So the first some kids, you're going to die at 60 anyway. Exactly. We're going back to that. We're all fucking popping up with diseases and shit, you know? Yeah, we got to start doing life earlier. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The kids aren't surviving long enough because they turn feral when the parents die. So the first money problem started around this time, right? Frank was still with the Navy. He'd go out on deployment or whatever, and he would send his paychecks back home. And Marie was like, yeah, I'll totally pay all the bills. But instead, she just fucking spent it. Well, she never had to, like, ever be Do responsible for that. So that makes sense. Exactly. She's exactly. like, I need to pay for my Neiman Marcus bill. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She's like, oh, but this bag is so cute. Mm-hmm. So she was spending all the money. $20. Yeah, For one bag. One bag. Marie finished high school and then went to Long Beach to be with Frank. I guess he was stationed in Long Beach, and he was pissed because she had no money, and she's like, hey, I want to come see you or whatever, and he had to ask his parents for money. He's like, what oh, the fuck, shit. man? Like, right? what'd you do with all that money? Exactly. And she's just like, mm, sorry about it. He's gone. Yep. 
But he's just doing what he has to do to keep her happy because okay. she's the most desirable girl, right? Yeah. He's so lucky. He's so lucky. So she didn't stay long in Long Beach and then returned to Aniston and began working as a secretary for an attorney. Okay. Where she's going to have an affair. <gasps> Scandalous. I don't know. I'm just going off of like Mad Men or some shit right now. Just going off of the 1950s. Yeah. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. In 1952, Frank came back to Aniston on leave again. And then Frank and Marie moved to Boston, Massachusetts, where Frank was then taken with the Navy, right? Okay. Taken. They fucking took him. So Marie loved it out in Boston. She liked the cold. She enjoyed reading books oh. by the fire. Oh, that sounds great. Honestly. I'm for that. I am too. Marie was pregnant by spring of 1953, and then when Frank finished touring with the Navy, he and Marie moved back to Aniston, and he started work at the Standard Foundry in Aniston. It's a chemical factory that makes PVC pipes. Okay. Okay? We need PVC. You can do anything with PVC. Yeah. Elbows. Yeah. Straight lines. (laughs) Bends. Plumbing is what I was thinking. Anything. (laughs) You're going for shapes? Going for utility? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so fucking hot. It is. It was really hot. So Marie worked at the gas company in Aniston as a secretary. and Oh, she... the gas company? Mm-hmm. Like SCG&E? Probably. Yeah. But one like, of those. But, but like, like A-G-N-E? Uh, yeah. Alabama Gas and Electric. <laughs> <laughs> she was friendly. She was attractive. She was an excellent secretary. And she filing papers. Fucking... This shit goes under D for mm-hmm. donut. For, for donut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everybody fucking loved her, right? Okay. Despite the purchase of a modest home and a dual income, they mm-hmm. constantly had money troubles because of Murray, right? Oh, God damn it. She ha- was accustomed. She w- she right. had a certain lifestyle that she had to uphold. Yeah. I get it. She's like, how can I afford my furs? There's at times that I wish I had been raised that way. So I felt enough. Entitlement? Yes. I was like, <laughs> what is the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Like, I felt deserving. the justification. Oh, yeah, there yeah. you go. Justification of such nice things. Because exactly. now I'm like... Fuck it, Walmart it is. Let's go. I'll buy another one for 97 cents when this one when these flip-flops blow out. Exactly. Oh, what is that? Blisters? That's fine. Whatever. This is fine. That's just life. Is blisters. that not just life? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so Frank didn't like to rock the boat, right? He was like, I just I just love her so much. So despite Aww. all these money troubles and all this bullshit, he's just like, eh. It goes deeper than that for Frank. Yeah. He's like, I just gotta fucking do what I gotta do. Happy I gotta make wife. my money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Happy life. In case you didn't know what that second part was. I knew. I'm sorry. I've done that like twice now. It's because we're drinking. (laughs) Who's we? Me. Mine's empty. (laughs) Do you need another? No. I will run and grab No, I have to drive. Travel after this. I don't. So Marie gave birth to a son, Michael, after being in labor for almost two days. Mm -mm. That's too many days. That's a fever. (laughs) You got to get that baby out. Yeah. Uh Yeah. And they had him on Veterans Day, which is November 11th. And okay. he was her little fucking baby boy, right? Like, Aww. she was in love. Sure. This is her jam, right? Yeah. She's like, I'm a mama. Mm-hmm. And the little family was active in their local church. Frank joined the Elks Club. Marie was an active volunteer at the elementary school. And the Hillies were fucking well-liked in the community, right? Okay. They have a big image. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, wow, those Hillies. They know what's going on. They do. They're like keeping up stuff. with the Joneses. Exactly. But keeping up with the Hillies. Yeah. So seven years after Mike's birth, they had Carol. She was born in 1960. Carol? Carol? And Frank had been promoted to foreman at the foundry. So, like, fucking oh. moving on up. Now yeah. they got the little baby girl to go with the little baby boy. He's right? like, we need more elbows. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. More straight lines. <laughs> more straight pipes. So Marie turned... Give me some of them three and four quarter inch... God damn it, I said piping. two inch, Jack. Yeah. So Marie returned to work as a secretary for various businesses in Anniston. Mm-hmm. At this point, she had a reputation as an excellent and well-liked secretary and had a list of references. Okay. Right? Yeah. Like her parents, though, Marie was not a good disciplinarian. Mike was described as a hellion, and she <laughs> ignored it, saying, boys will be boys, right? Oh, like fucking mm. preach, girl. <laughs> That's what I say all the time. I say all the things that make me look like a good mom, but I don't follow through. I'm boys like, will be boys? No, no, no. I'm like, get off the table. Oh. And then I walk away, and I'm like, <sighs> I should really check and make sure they got off the fucking table. Yeah, but I'll never follow through. Yeah, no, I Because then I, I have to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Then you got to stand up and stuff. And then I'm like listening for Lee to be like, listen to your mom. My kid has a boys will be boys shirt and I refuse to let him wear it. Because <laughs> I'm like, no, it. they fucking won't. <laughs> yeah, they'll fucking listen to mom. They'll be better, okay? Mm-hmm. Be better. Mm-hmm. However, Marie clashed with Carol at every turn, right? Okay. Marie wanted like a girly girl and Carol was a tomboy. She was... More of a daddy's girl, and this made Marie jealous. Uh-oh. Yeah. Her husband's now paying more attention to their daughter. Uh-oh. Didn't like it. Yeah. Also, Carol was a closeted lesbian at this time. Oh. How Beca- old was Carol? Um, I'm guessing teens? Yeah. Like, we've spent like through teens. that part. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Teens-ish. But I'm sure they could tell from a younger age or the whatever, The moment right? she was born and she was like, I love labia. <laughs> I think it was more like, I don't want to wear that word. dress, Mom. Volvo was her first word. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. That's all I'm you could tell. I'm being dumb. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe. But probably more like, <laughs> like I just want to wear pants. Gotcha. And no shirt. Yeah. Yeah. That was me as a kid. I know. Yeah. Listen. We're all still waiting. Also like the dick. <laughs> Dang it. Son of a Not for bitch. me. I'm not concerned. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so Carol would often go golfing with her father, and he would brag to his friends at the Elks Club and all that, like, his little girl likes motorcycles, she plays golf, blah, blah, Aww, blah. He's got this cute. perfect little girl, and Maria's like, the fuck, right? Yeah. While the kids grew up, Marie showered them with the finest things a kid growing up could want. So she replicated what her life was. Mm-hmm. Exactly. In the 70s, neighborhood children often complained of stomach cramps or illness after going to play with the Hilly children. Uh-oh. In 1974. That's a weird thing to be known for. Well, they weren't known for it. They just often complained about it. <laughs> I mean. I guess it's kind of known Like, for every it. time I go over there, I get fucking lead poisoning. That's odd. It's uh, my stomach hurts for days. I can't shit, right? Yeah. In 1974, Sonia Marcel Gibson was an 11-year-old friend of Carol's. She suddenly fell ill and passed away while being transported by helicopter to the hospital. Oh, my God. So, like, weird. Uh, I don't know. Feels like we're going to have a link now since everybody's got tummy aches when they come over. Who's Maybe. poisoning who? Maybe. We don't know. <gasps> Is it? Oh, speculation. Ooh. Speculation. So, Marie worked for several well-known businessmen of Aniston as a secretary and she's including somebody who has plutonium. Plutonium. No. But she would sometimes get bonus checks <laughs> or the lavish form gifts. Of dick. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. From her employers, right? So I'm thinking there was a lot of what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. there may have been an affair. Sneaking and geeking. Mm-hmm. Get some mad men situations going on. Okay. 
And she never stayed with one company for too long. And because she'd probably bone him and be like, I gotta go. I gotta go. You're getting You're becoming too a loose end. Mm-hmm. She would leave when coworkers would gang up on her or bully her because they were jealous. Right? Oh, because she was boning the boss mm-hmm. and getting lavish gifts. Mm-hmm. But okay. her bosses really liked her. They're like, no, she's great. Why? Okay. <laughs> Why are you leaving? Yeah. <laughs> this is, wait, I thought we had a thing going. Stay. So Frank did his best to keep some of his finances separate from Marie, right? Oh, God. Oh, God. That's not good. He's like, bro, we got to pay the bills and shit, Yeah, we're going to hide some of this shit. And he would often take out lines of credit independently for car purchases or whatnot. He never missed a payment, had a great reputation. Okay. He was the responsible one with money. Mm Mm-hmm. Marie, however, was like, you can just do that? And Uh so she went out and she opened her own line of credit and opened a P.O. box or some shit without Frank knowing. Okay. Immediately stopped paying it or probably yeah, never, never paid never it. Did. Mm-hmm. And then it started to whatever default and all that. And then Frank swooped in and saved the day. Right? Oh, God. Okay. Fixed the situation for her. In fall of 1974, shit hits the fan. What happens? Mike was 22 at this point. He's married and God, going to. so young. I know, right? He's married and going to an Atlanta Christian college. Okay. And Carol was 15. Okay. Oh, wait. Okay. That's the kid. Sorry. Yeah. I yeah, mixed yeah. that up. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was, I was like, like, Jesus, yeah, they did a lot. They're pretty young. <laughs> Got it. The kids are like no, 20. Okay. Yeah, the kids. So Frank came home early from work one day because he'd been sick on and off for months. Well, and he then, was sickly. Mm-hmm, he was sickly. Allegedly. He was like, I don't feel good. And this was one of the worst days. So he actually <gasps> Did his tummy early. hurt? His tummy hurt. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. When he got home, he found Marie in bed with her boss, Walter <gasps> Clinton. No! Busted! Busted. Everything clicked in Frank's head, and he figured out his wife was having all these affairs, getting money from these men, spending that money, just being an all-around hussy, right? (gasps) Oh, shit. But also, it's the 1974. Mm -hmm. You don't get divorces and stuff. Yeah, And he was just like, I don't know, man. I got, like, the best girl out there. I got the best one, so. I'll just deal? Yeah. Sucks to suck. I'll just deal. I guess they didn't talk for, like, a couple of weeks or something, and just kind of went about their daily motions and just went about their life. Just the, until the hurt wears off. Yes, exactly. Oh, God. And then Mike brought the son, brought his wife, Terry, mm-hmm. to come visit while he was on break from college. Okay, he got married. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. All right. And Frank took Mike out golfing and told him about how he found his mom in bed with her boss. <gasps> right? And he ratted out his mom. Mm-hmm. And whatever. Frank is like, I don't know what to do. And Mike was like, yeah, man, me fucking either. Yeah, thanks like, for telling me about how much of a hussy mom is. Yeah. He's like, this is kind of fucked up. But, like, I don't I don't know what you should do. Like, that yeah. sucks. I'm an adult now, so you live your life. Uh-huh. Hope Terry doesn't do that. Yeah. But God. So during that visit, Frank and Mike began to have debilitating stomach cramps. Mm-hmm. Diarrhea. Vomiting. Fevers. That Seem to come out of nowhere, right? Poison is a woman's weapon. Mm, maybe. Mike's symptoms disappeared as soon as he left to attend a seminary. Yeah, sure. He's not being poisoned anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. And he figured it was just some crazy flu, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, we got a little bug. Weird. A little bug in the Must house. Must have had some bad food there, right? Yeah. Who made that shrimp? <laughs> exactly. So Frank became very ill in May of 1975, and Marie called their family doctor, Dr. Jones. Ah. And he prescribed fluids, then Kaopectate and Malix. And Marie told him that Dr. Jones had prescribed an injection and that their next-door neighbor, Doris, who was a nurse, 
showed her how to use a syringe. So, like, I got it. It's fine. feels like a lie. I'll just do it myself. This feels like a lie. (laughs) Feels like a lie. Don't worry. I'm just going to inject you with this mystery stuff. Uh Uh-huh. And Frank was like, my wife loves me. This will be great. So she gives him a shot in the arm, right? Oh, God. On May 22nd, Frank's sister, Frida visited him, and he told her that he never felt this sick in his life. Oh, my God, because he's been poisoned. Uh-huh, and he told her about Marie giving him injections, and she's just like, that's fucking crazy. Weird. Yeah, but okay, right? The next How night, nice of them to let you do that outpatient. <laughs> right? The next night at 3.30 a.m., the illness had progressed, and Frank was found delirious in his front yard looking for his car. Oh, no. He was admitted to the hospital that morning, uh-huh. and doctors diagnosed Frank with infectious hepatitis. Oh, God. And he began treatment. I don't know where the hepatitis came okay, from. Okay, that might just have been something that we all got from some shit. That could have just know? been from a, a, a bad needle. Yeah, it could have been that one injection was a bad needle. It could have been that it's 1974 and he worked and at a fucking foundry. So they're like digging around in some pooper. I don't know. What's I don't going know. On. I'm sure OSHA wasn't like big a thing at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he starts treatment for the hepatitis. Okay. Mike came home from college to be with his dad and to help his mom t- take care of him. Right. Yeah. While hospitalized, Frank told Mike that Marie was giving him injections because the doctors didn't have time. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And Mike was like, mm, that doesn't seem right. That's strange. Is mom trained for that? Yeah. Or does that come with typing? Like a secretary? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a class you can take? Right. So despite the doctor's efforts, Frank's condition worsened, and he died on May 25th, 1975, at 4 a.m., which is just two days after he was found delirious in the front yard. Oh, shit. That happened quick. Mm-hmm. Carol, a 15-year-old daddy's girl, right, yeah. oh. just lost her dad, and all she knew was that he wasn't feeling good one day, and then died. dropped dead a couple days later, oh, right? No. She's yeah. fucking devastated. Sad. yeah. His son, Mike, preached the sermon at the father's funeral, and the autopsy report stated that he died of natural causes. Mm, psych. Mm, maybe. So Marie claimed Frank's $31,140 life insurance policy, which is roughly 130000 with some change. Okay. In today's money, right? Got it. Marie went hella shopping. Oh, my <laughs> is, God. Is this, that's a pretty statement? That's a pretty statement. Marie hella. went hella shopping. <laughs> She got Mike and Terry, the the wife, right? Uh-huh. Furniture and appliances. She bought Carol clothes and a car. She, oh my god, this lady has an addiction to shopping. Absolutely, yeah. she likes the finer things in life. Obviously, she also. Where bought, are you going to put all of those things in their big ass house? Gives me anxiety. I'm they like, said modest now. house, and I was like, oh, so it was 1940, so it was probably enormous. Yeah, <laughs> right. fucking compared to now, yeah. shit. So Marie also bought herself clothes, furniture, and jewelry, and she spent money generously and purchased countless gifts for friends and family, right? At least she's generous. Yeah, I guess. Without Frank around, Carol and Marie fought constantly because Carol wanted a meaningful, supportive parental relationship, right? And Marie Marie was like, here's a car. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't get it. I don't know what you don't want. Why don't you want this car? Yeah. And Marie's mother, Lucille, had been diagnosed with cancer soon after Mm. Frank's death. And so Marie insisted that she move in with her and Carol so she could be cared for, right? Okay. Is she going to kill her for some life insurance? No. Okay. Way. That wouldn't. That's not. Doesn't she? Do you think Marie is behind all of this? (laughs) (laughs) So I guess 
Lucille couldn't take care of herself because Marie's dad, Huey, was dead. Okay. Don't know when he died, but But listen. But he's gone. He's probably off with his twin, right? Yeah, Louie and Huey. They probably died together. Yeah. Mike had graduated and got a job at Indian Oaks Church in Anniston as an assistant pastor that summer in 1975. Oh, cool. And Marie offered to have him and Terry move in to help them get on their feet, right? That's nice. So they did. But they didn't get poisoned. Well, Terry started getting sick. Uh Uh-oh. But also, she found out she was pregnant, (gasps) and she didn't want to tell anybody about it yet because it was still super early. So she was like, oh, it's morning sickness. Oh, my God. Was she being poisoned while she was pregnant? The cramps, vomiting, and fatigue is all part of the fucking first trimester, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes the entire house fell ill, and Mm. it was blamed on normal reasons like bad takeout or the flu, right? Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Marie's home was Was now- Marie ever sick? You know, I don't know. Hmm. Weird. Weird. Marie's home was now receiving nuisance phone calls of someone breathing or just like <laughs> hanging up where they're like, you know. No, what a nuisance. What a nuisance. Get out of here with your breath. This is inconvenient. <laughs> yes, exactly. And Marie was telling anyone who would listen that people were after her. Oh. And that she was being harassed, right? Oh, okay. Terry and Mike hated living with her. Oh, God. They were like, this fucking sucks. Yeah, like, we're getting she's poisoned. a little crazy. I don't feel good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel good. And these people just keep breathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carol and Marie had loud screaming arguments, and Marie demanded Mike's attention for long periods of time for her to tell him about how terrible her life has been since her dad died, right? Not okay. her dad. Frank Her died. husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Lucille's cancer battle was hard mm-hmm. on everyone. Yeah. You know? And Marie was pretty much only quiet when she had her nose buried in a romantic novel. Oh, who isn't, you know? Honestly. So Mike and Terry began saving for an apartment, and they got a move-out date for after the new year in 1976. Okay. They're like, we're getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, deuces, bro. Yep. Despite faking a happy life, Marie took their move-out personally, and she started complaining to anyone who would listen that everyone hates her. Oh, I mean, like, Like these ungrateful fucking kids. Adults, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. They're gonna move out. So Terry, who was now wrapping up her second trimester and sharing her pregnancy with friends and family, started having bouts of severe illness and was in and out of the hospital. Oh, my God. During one of these hospitalizations, an emergency room doctor was worried that her illnesses were perhaps caused by infectious hepatitis that she may have (gasps) contracted from Frank. Oh, no. So the doctor wanted to give her a shot of gamma globulin. Oh, that gamma globulin. Mm-hmm. Which is commonly used to boost your immune system and when you're exposed to infectious diseases. But he wanted Terry to ask her OBGYN first, right? Yeah. Like, like are we going to fuck up the baby if we do this shit? Yeah. Like, you double check with that baby doctor that this is cool. But yeah. otherwise, like, we I'm could do this, right? You. Yeah. So Marie told Terry that she had called her doctor for her. And that the injection was not only approved, but Marie could give it to her right there at the hospital. Nope. And she used to do it all the time for Frank, so, like, don't worry, I'm a pro, right? No! Mm-hmm. So Terry seemed to get well enough to leave the hospital and was able to return to Marie's house. When Terry talked to her OBGYN the next fucking time Visit. she saw him, right, she talked about the hospital stay, and her doctor was horrified to learn about the injection. Oh, my God. He said he told Marie not to have the doctors inject Terry with anything, let alone to have Marie do it herself. Oh, my God. And Terry just brushed it off as like, oh, Marie must have misunderstood. Huh? No. I would be fucking concerned with what was in that syringe. Right? But okay. 
So a few days later, Terry fell ill again, and this time Terry was hemorrhaging. Oh, my God. She lost the baby. Oh, my God. Trigger warning. Sorry. Ugh. So Terry was in rough shape herself, being, like, really dehydrated and malnourished, and she needed intravenous intravenous feeding. Intravenous? Intravenous oh feeding. Yes. Intravenous. The night before Mike and Terry moved out of Marie's house to their new apartment, the harassment that they were receiving from, like, these phone calls and all that escalated. Okay. Mike when and they Terry- moved out? Is that what you said? It was the day before they moved out. Oh, okay. Night before they moved out. Okay. And they escalate. Mm-hmm. They're breathing so heavy. They were they, they were, were like, like <sighs> maybe even coughing. No. <laughs> so not a wet cough. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike and Terry were at church, because Mike's a pastor, right? Mm-hmm. And Carol was at a friend's house when Doris Ford, the next door neighbor lady, called the fire department to report smoke coming out of the hilly house. Uh Uh-oh, it's on fire. It's on fire. Oh, no. The firefighters were gearing up to fucking bust in the door and go save Lucille, who's dying of cancer inside, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is she already dead? What'd they find? Oh, well, they're like getting ready and then up pulls Marie and Lucille in the car. So, like, they were out conveniently shopping or something, right? Like, that's that's good. Yeah, no one's in the house. mm -hmm, At least there's that. So the start of the fire was a mystery. And luckily, there was no real structural damage. But the smoke damage would need to be repaired, and it was going to take a month. Okay. So the next day, Mike and Terry, who were all set to move into their new apartment, they move into their new apartment with Marie and Carol and Lucille. Everybody going together. Oh, so Marie is, like, doing everything she can to not have to to lose. Keep them together. Yeah. 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 It kind of feels like she is glomming onto Mike how she did to Frank. Like, hey, but wait, like, take care of me, right? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Poor Terry. Mm -hmm. What a hot mess. So the night before Marie, Carol, and Lucille were due to return to their now fully repaired home, right? Mm -hmm. Like, a month later after all these repairs are done, the apartment next door to Mike and Terry caught on fire. Oh, Convenient. Mm-hmm. So the next day, the apartment building is like, hey, we got to, like, do renovations and stuff. So Mike and move Terry out. and everybody else, everybody moved back to Marie's house. Oh, my God. Yep. Mike and Terry were fucking over it, right? They're like, Jesus Christ, get me out of this shit. Mm-hmm. And before long, they made plans to move to Pompano Beach, Florida to get the fuck away from That Marie. sounds nice. Pompano. Pompano. In Pensacola. It should also be noted that Terry got better when she moved to Florida. Yeah. She felt way better. Well, she wasn't being poisoned. Weird. That makes sense. So Marie began asking Carol why she only spends time with other girls. And Carol said that she lies about spending so much time with girls because Marie makes her come home earlier if she tells her she's going out with boys, right? Okay. And so, like, oh, I'm just doing it because I want to stay out later, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So Marie starts treating Carol like fucking shit because she's homophobic, right? Yeah. That following January in 1977, Lucille Frazier died. Despite suffering from stomach issues while living with Marie, they assumed it was the cancer that took her. So Marie sold Lucille's assets and kept the money, right? Uh-oh, but she was poisoning her own fucking mom. Allegedly. Allegedly. Jesus maybe. Christ. Once Marie and Carol were alone in the house, the harassing phone calls, fires, and petty thefts started up again, right? Oh, God. Now targeting both Carol and Marie. Hmm. Investigator Gary Carroll of the Aniston Police Department did his best to try to help Marie, but every time he tried to trace Marie's phone or have an officer watch the house or whatever, the harassment would stop. Of course. Yeah, because she can't harass herself if people are watching. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm with ya. 
Since Marie was no stranger to the police department and she had officers at her home often to make reports, some officers complained of having stomach issues after visiting her <gasps> house. <sighs> she was poisoning the goddamn police? Mm-hmm. She was Jesus. even sleeping with one of the officers. <gasps> she just kept on going. Mm-hmm. She was like, we're riding this shit to the end. Mm-hmm. Bitter end. So Doris Ford, who was the neighbor, right? Mm-hmm. She reported receiving phone calls and even had a mysterious fire start inside a hallway closet in her home. Uh-oh. So, what? like, it's weird. Maybe someone's really harassing. Yeah. It's not even an outlet, probably. In a closet? Probably not. Ain't nobody got outlets in closets. They should now. I need an outlet everywhere now. I do, too. Put them everywhere. Put them in the floors. Why are they not in more floors? Uh, they're in the floors at work. Yeah. Like in conference rooms and shit. Yeah. But that's it. True. And, like, new houses sometimes have them where the couch is supposed to go. Oh, do they? Mm-hmm. Oh. On November 11th, 1977, Marie reported that her daughter Carol's car had been stolen from the mall parking lot. Uh-oh. Okay. It was found two hours later, abandoned on the side of the road, engulfed in flames. Oops. In, like, the middle of the day? I guess. Okay, weird. <laughs> so Marie collected an insurance claim for the theft and destruction of Carol's car, right? Okay. Investigator Gary basically told Marie that this harassment was getting out of hand, and at this point, she was saying there were multiple fires, she's being stalked, the phone calls. Something's going on. They're now saying they're coming for her, right? Okay. Like, someone's out to get her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she claimed that she had been approached by two men demanding $40,000 in gambling debts from Frank. Oh, shit. Who Who did not have a gambling problem. No, he was not known to gamble. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The problem was that Investigator Gary said he couldn't prove anything and he had no suspects. So maybe she should just fucking get out of town. Right? <laughs> you know what? This case is hard. This seems so like. Oh, you might just want to get the fuck out of town. Yeah, it seems like a you problem. <laughs> that might resolve all of these issues for me. But in reality, he knew that she was doing it. He knew that oh, she was causing all of it, but he couldn't prove it. And so he's just like, hey, man, maybe you, you. should fucking go. Oh, shit. <laughs> Maybe the problem is you. Mm Mm-hmm. And so after Carol graduated high school, Marie sold her home in Anniston and moved in with Mike and Terry in Pompano Beach, Florida. Oh, poor Terry. Yeah, they were like, we're free. And she was like, not anymore. Anyway, I'm going to need a place to live. I'm going to need a place to crash. Mm Mm-hmm. The harassment and mysterious fires at Doris's house, the neighbor's house, stopped Mm -hmm. at this time. Yeah, as soon as she leaves town, I'm sure. Weird. So Marie called it her new fresh start, and she was excited to be a new grandma, all that bullshit, right? Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Not around a baby. Upon her arrival, she asked Mike to loan her his credit card, and she'd fucking get him back with the money, right? Uh, I don't trust that one. She's like, ah, I got you. It'll be fine. Don't worry. I'm good for it. Yeah. I got insurance money. I just sold my house. Like, as soon as that all goes through, I'll pay you back. As soon as I get that check cashed, Mm -hmm. it'll be good as gold. And he was like, it's my mom, of course. And so he did, and she borrowed like $600, right? Oh, no. And never paid it back. Uh That was almost $3,000 in today's money. God damn. Marie got a job in an office as a secretary, and she spent most days out. Boning. Fucking out and about. Yep. Okay. Boning or whatever, allegedly. Or at her home reading romance novels in her room. Yeah. Terry's mysterious stomach illness started to come back. Came back. Mm-hmm. Poor Terry. I know. And then that August, Marie took out a $14,000 life insurance pol- policy on Carol. And $25,000 on herself. 
And then a few weeks later, she purchased another policy for $50,000 on herself, $40,000 on Carol, and twenty five dollars on Mike. God damn. Yeah. It's not even like it's like a lot of money. No. Like Which I guess in today's money, it's still, it's like $250,000 probably. But like, is that life changing? Is it worth the death of your own children? No. Yeah. It's not worth the death of your own children. At least not to me. Yeah. <laughs> or someone who loves their kids. Yeah. So Marie and Carol didn't stay in Florida for much longer. They clashed with each other constantly. And although Marie helped with the new baby and kept up chores around the house or whatever, the two were more trouble than they're worth, right? Yeah, yeah. So Marie also received nonstop calls and many letters from creditors and banks that she owed money to. Hmm. And she'd make comments to Mike and Terry about how she could just take Mike and Terry's son and disappear. Why would you say that? Why would I'd you like, say that? Get the that? fuck out of my house. That's so fucking weird yeah. and rude. Like, yeah, but like, don't, right? Yeah. But don't, we don't. Don't even joke about it. Yeah. So Mike and Terry were delighted to hear that Marie and Carol felt homesick and they're going back to Anniston just okay. a couple months after they got there, right? Okay, so yay. Mm-hmm. So Mike gave Marie his car. He's like, hey, you take over the payments. Get the fuck out. Take the car. Here's the keys. Yep, go. You get back there. Get gone, right? Mm-hmm. Go on and get gone now. Mm-hmm. And Terry's mysterious illness started to get better. Oh, Weird. how odd. Marie and Carol moved in with Frida, who's Frank's sister, mm-hmm. when they first arrived back in Aniston, and then with Carrie Hilly, who was Frank's mom, right? Okay. Oh, God. She's mm-hmm. just racking up more people to get insurance for. Right. The harassment started right up where it left off, mm-hmm. and Frida and Carrie both began to get random bouts of stomach illness, and the deal was for Carrie and Marie to split the bills in half, right? I guess Carrie was suffering from cancer, so she oh appreciated the help in paying the bills and all that. Mm-hmm. And Marie would collect the money from Carrie, go pay the bills. Okay, but she wasn't really paying the bills. But she wasn't really paying the bills. Yeah, she was keeping the money, hiding the overdue bills, whatever, and going shopping. Oh, God. This is not a good recipe. So Carrie started to get scared of Marie when she found a crowbar hidden under her bed and a thirty-eight caliber gun hidden in the room that she slept in. Right? All right. Pretty suspicious, but also... Maybe we're Some just being safe. Them. Yeah. Carrie noticed that Marie would leave for hours at a time at night, and she would return with eight to $1,200 in cash. Weird. Oh, is she hooking? I think she's hooking. Oh, she's hooking. But Carrie was like, oh, she's probably out gambling. Okay. That's another option, I guess. But hooking sounds more fun. I mean, it sounds more likely. Yeah. To me? <laughs> like uh, to come back with actual money? Yeah. 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 Not less? Yeah. In, in cash? Yeah. Like, mm. Yeah. Okay. So she asked Marie about it, and Marie said she was out doing typing jobs, right? She's at like, night? Oh. Yeah. I, just, I type a lot at night. I do my best typing at night. I do my best typing. When the night. sun goes down, suddenly my fingers are like, anyway, we're loose. Yeah. All fucking stretched out from the day, right? Yep. Marie also began two relationships. The first was with her married boss at Dresser Industries. Oops. Named Harold Dillard. Okay. Of whom she manipulated with sex to give her money, right? Yeah. The second relationship was like a pen pal emotional relationship with Calvin Robertson. Remember the guy from fucking grade school who was oh, like, I love shit. you. And she was like, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, no. He, um, he was who the 10th grade He didn't boy. have money, though. He didn't have money. Well, he probably did. He went to that nice-ass school, right? Oh, that's true. Maybe he did. Calvin was married, and he was living in San Francisco. 
And they pim it out? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Marie told him that she was dying of cancer. And so... <gasps> Bitch. Yep. He sent her money and letters confessing his that love for extortion. her. extortion! Mm-hmm. Or is it? <laughs> or is it manipulation? It's probably manipulation. I don't know if it's extortion. Like, she's not, like, extorting him for, I guess, money. But not I mean, because is. he wants to hide something. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so Carol... First fell seriously ill in April of 1979. Uh oh. It was the night of the Aniston High School junior senior prom, and Uh-oh. Carol was already a freshman at the local college. But her and her friends were like, "Fuck it, let's get dressed up, go out fucking partying." Right? That sounds fun. On prom night. That's an option. I guess. We can crash prom. We could fucking do it now. Let's do it. They'd be like, <laughs> "Who are you? You're old. You're so old." No, I just got a lot of sun damage. I can still fit into my prom dress. <laughs> Like, your rolls are coming out. <laughs> You're bacon bread. Uh-huh. And dough is not firm. Uh-uh. So they get all dolled up, go out to eat, smoke some pot, drink some beer, party, right? Sounds like a great time. She started to feel really shitty towards the end of the night, but she kept going. Okay. Who doesn't? You know. Obviously. The next day, she thought she was just fucking tore up from the floor up, right? Yeah, hungover. Mm-hmm. She tried to play it off like, no, I'm fine, because she didn't want to tell her mom she was out doing drugs and partying because yeah, she'd get yeah. in trouble. So she's just fucking covering it up. She's like, no, I'm great. Everything's fine. She tried her best to power through it, but she puked in the parking lot at church, and Marie oh, took her no. to the hospital. Oh, no. Yeah. It's like the ultimate walk of shame. Mm-hmm. Church? Church, yeah. Saturday night? Oh, Sunday morning's coming. Oh, no. <laughs> So she took her to the hospital, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with her, but she got better, so they sent her home three days later. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. Marie began to tell Mike and Carol that she found some old stock from their dad, and so she would pay Mike back and get Carol a new car on account of hers got fucking set on fire, right? Okay. And then the next month, Carol told Marie that she had ordered the car she wanted, and the dealership said that they'd give her the car if the fucking stocks went through or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, they're waiting for the money. So Marie told Carol, like, mm, we can't go today, but, like, we'll totally go tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. We'll go get your car. And Carol woke up sick as fuck in the morning. Oh, no, she about to get killed. Mm-hmm. So once again at the hospital with no explanation of why she's sick, Carol admitted to a nurse that she was so miserable she wanted to die. Oh. And they took that as, like, oh, it's all in her head. Oh, like it's depression? Maybe. Like, okay. she's not actually sick. There's nothing physically wrong with her, so they sent her to a psych ward. Oh, my God. Mike began receiving calls from his old car dealership saying that his mom wasn't making the payments. Oh, God. And so Mike drove out to Aniston to straighten this whole thing out. Yeah. And when Mike arrived and confronted Marie, she kept making excuses on why they couldn't take care of it. Like, ah, just, I'm, I gotta go fucking shopping or whatever. Making excuses, right? Yeah. Oh, well, your sister's in the hospital, so. Mm-hmm. I've been preoccupied. And then Mike got really sick. And he. Oh, my God. Puked a bunch and passed out. Oh, Jesus. Then the next day when Mike woke up, Marie gave him all the money that she owed him in cash to pay off the balance on her car. Uh-oh, he's about to die. And he drove home. Oh. Yeah. That took a turn. Twist. Yeah. <laughs> Marie had actually sold the car that Mike gave her instead of making any payments on it. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. So then in June, when Carol was in the psych ward, Marie took out $3,000 in insurance on Carrie's home, Frank's mom. Uh-huh. And she tried unsuccessfully to burn it down. Oh, my God. Yeah. $3,000. Jesus. Yeah. 
Carrie and Frida had enough, and they started distancing themselves from Marie. Good. They're like, this is this she's is a drama much, yeah. Well, they're trying to like prove their suspicions. They know that she's Something's up to something, up. right? Yeah. So Marie had convinced Carol that the doctors gave her permission to give her a shot for nausea. No, and not again. Carol took the shot, and Marie was able to take Carol. She home. must be so convincing, right? Like, wow. Well, she was the prettiest girl in school. I guess. They were in an apartment for a short time, one that Marie promised was for Carol when she got better. Mm-hmm. But not long after that, Carol was right back in the hospital. And during this day, Carol began to lose the ability of her arms and legs. <gasps> oh, no. She was also losing more and more weight. And Marie told Carol that she got some medicine from some nurse named Toots. No, not Toots. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not Toots. Toots. Toots was like, this will help her legs. Don't worry, I gotcha. <laughs> they call me Toots. They call me Toots. And you so take, you come with me, I'll take real good care of you. Mm-hmm. We take we take kindly to our kind I don't know what I'm saying. So Marie got two of these injections from Toots and oh, she no. gave them to Carol, right? While she was in the hospital, you said? Yeah. See, red flags. Uh, yeah, I'd be you like, know? Can I talk to the doctor? Where's Toots? Where's Toots? Who's Toots? Can I have Toots give it to me? <laughs> Marie was also having the heat drop down on her. At this point, she had passed off over $6,500 in bad checks, which is like $26,000 in today's money. Oh, no. That's not good. Nope. And the creditors are fucking coming for her now, right? She unplugged her phone. She avoided talking to her son because he was also getting calls from the lenders. Oh, my God. And by the end of July, Carol was doing shitty but pretending that she was doing better. She shouldn't have killed off Frank because he was taking care of all her fucking problems. I know. He's like the one shine of light in her life. Uh, yeah, and he loved her so much. I know. Oh, my like, God. That's the person Poor that will Frank. protect you. Yeah. yeah. So Carol's doing shitty, but she's pretending everything is fine. And she told her friend Eva. Mm-hmm. Eva? That her mom gave her shots for her legs, Right. Okay. And Ava was like, sounds wrong. I, I don't think that's right. I think I have some questions. <laughs> I have some questions. Yeah. And this, First off, what was in that shot? What was in that shot? This is the point where um, where Critty was like, pretty sure Eva was born without arms. Oh, okay. But, it had to, but she had to verify. Eva was born without arms. Okay. But maybe that makes it more relevant in her knowing what, like, shots you can get for your extremities and, like, feelings maybe. in them. I don't like, know. Like, if you're born without arms, you just know all the medication that helps your limbs. <laughs> yeah, like, right. I've tried it all at this point, and there's, they will not come back. There is no injection. <laughs> if I had known about an injection that would help my arms, can, you better know I'd be aware. Can I talk to toots? <laughs> oh, my God. Poor Ava. So, before long, the doctors told Marie that they wanted to test Carol for metal poisoning, right? Oh, okay. What do we got? Well, Marie was suddenly very unsatisfied with the service at this hospital. Oh, no. And she decided to take her dying daughter elsewhere. Oh, God. So, Carol and Marie spent the night in a motel with Marie promising to take Carol home in the morning. Sure. Mm Mm-hmm. But... Carol dies. There was no home. She had lost the apartment. Oh, my God. They had living out of the hospital? Basically, yeah. Oh, shit. So she told Carol that she wanted to take her back to another hospital to find out why she can't walk, right? Yeah. And at this point, Carol's pissed off. She's like, I just want to fucking go home. Like, take me home. I'm done here. Yeah. And Marie slapped her. 
<gasps> Not a sick Carol. Mm-hmm. Slapped her. Slapped her across the face and then took her to a new hospital. Like, oh, Jesus. I'm the mom here. I decide what we do. Oh, no. So as soon as they got to the new hospital on September 19th, Dr. Michael Thompson looked at Carol's hands and saw the white lines across her fingernails. And mm. he knew immediately that they were Aldridge Mies lines, which is oh. an obvious sign of Arsenic poisoning. <gasps> Some bum, bum, bum. men just can't hold their arsenic. Exactly. Oh, shit. So, Dr. Dr. Mike ran Carol's hair for arsenic poisoning tests or whatever, and then he called the cops to Narca Murray. Right? Oh, shit. She been busted. She been busted. Luckily, the cops were already on their way to arrest Marie for all those bad checks. Okay, thank God. So, he's like, like, just thank pick God her up for this Yeah. Yeah. So Marie made bond and returned hours later to the hospital to check on Carol. Mm-hmm. And Carol told her that she was poisoned. Like, Mom, can you believe it? <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. And she asked why Marie was arrested. Yeah. She confronted her about it. And Marie was offended that oh. she would even ask. And, like, oh. it's fucking nothing. It's all a big misunderstanding. I'm going to straighten it all out. Don't you worry your pretty little head about it, right? Oh, my God. So Carol doesn't even realize it's her own fucking mom. No. Oh, my God. So Doc. Doctors didn't want Marie around Carol for obvious reasons. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they forbade her visiting her. Okay. Or did they forebode it? Mm, I think it was forbidden. (laughs) 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 So Marie spent all her fucking time telling everyone and anyone who would listen this whole sob story about how she's not able to visit her daughter and she needs money to help pay for her treatments and blah, blah, blah. Right? Oh, shit. Okay. And then Mike Hilly, the son, yeah. called his sister Carol in the hospital and confronted her about Marie poisoning her. Oh, shit. He was like, it's mom. It, like, is it mom? Is it? It's mom. Well, that's kind of exactly right. Except he was vague at first. And so Carol didn't really pick up what he was putting down. And she yeah. was like, yeah, actually, we did um, bring my old car out and fucking torch it. So she admits to the insurance fraud from that. And then Mike was like, that's not the crime I'm talking about. And then she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom did give me injections. (sighs) Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. So she's realizing now. Mm Mm-hmm. And so Mike wrote a letter to the Aniston Police Department expressing his concerns about his mom. Oh, God, that's got to suck. And, yeah, and everyone else who's getting sick around her. And he's like, I think she's poisoning people. Maybe not just Carol, but, like, a lot of people. Yeah, keep an eye out. So one week after Where does one get arsenic, you know? I don't know. In the 70s. I don't know. It must have been more accessible back then. Yeah, maybe. So one week after her arrest, Lieutenant Gary Mm -hmm. used to be Investigator Gary, but he got a promotion. All right, what's up? He conducted a two-hour interview with Marie where she said she gave all kinds of injections. She gave Lucille shots, Frank shots, Carol shots. She was a fucking pro. It's okay. She has permission. Nurse Toots said it was chill. Oh, my God. (laughs) So during the interview, Lieutenant Gary asked her if it was cool if they exhumed the body of her husband to see if he had arsenic poisoning. Hey, hey, hey. Is it cool if I just, like, dig him up real quick? She was like, yeah, that's fine. Okay. You can't bluff that hard for that long. You got to be like, that's so disrespectful. Yeah, you got to stop at a certain point because they're yeah. going to pull him up and then see the arsenic and poisoning. Gonna the answer, yeah. Yeah, so Frank was exhumed on October 3rd, 1979, and Frida searched Marie and Carol's possessions because they were still at Carrie's house. Uh-huh. And s- she found arsenic. arsenic. Mm-hmm. Fucking bottle labeled arsenic. <laughs> well, they were hidden in a pill bottle among Marie's things. Oh, Probably God. in a bottle labeled arsenic. Oh, God. 
and then Frank's toxicology reports came back, and it said that he had hella arsenic in his system. No! And it's definitely what killed him, right? Yeah. Oh, God. So three Not days... Not going to pay any insurance fraud back or anything, you know? I know, right? Yeah. So three days later, Lucille Frazier, who was Marie's mom, mm-hmm. was also exhumed. Her arsenic levels were four to ten times the normal level. Oh, Jesus. But she also had an enormous amount of cancer. Okay. And so they do believe that she most likely died from cancer, but they were like, but there's also a lot of arsenic. But also she was being poisoned, so Mm -hmm. I'm sure that didn't help. That's still pretty concerning. So Marie was arrested on October 9th, 1979 for even more fraudulent checks, which was another like $6,000. Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. And the attempted murder of her daughter, Carol Hilly. Ooh. Oh, my God. Got her. Got her. For some reason, her bond was only $14,000. Okay. So she like, only... my credit card. Yeah, right? <laughs> she only needed to post $140, right, oh, to God. get out. And that's equivalent to $570 in today's money. All right. So she did it? Yep. It took her a little bit to get the money, but she was released on bond on November 9th, 1979. And she registered at a local motel under the name Emily Stevens. Okay. She was paranoid that people were after her, so her attorney, Wilfred Lane, put her up in a different hotel on November 11th to get her to calm down, right? Okay. And then on November 18th, which is seven days later, when Wilfred went to check on Marie, he entered an empty room. Oh, she fled? The room was in disarray, and there was a note sloppily written by Marie, probably, on the motel stationery that said, Lane, you led me straight to her. You will hear from me. Okay. So, like, she got kidnapped? Maybe? Okay. Like, or remember these, staged. these stalker phone calls who were like, I'm going to get you. And the guys that were looking for Frank's gambling debts and stuff. And she's like, people are after me. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They came and got her, right? Okay. So the same day that Marie disappeared, Carrie Hilly, who was Frank's mom, died. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Tests show that she also had elevated levels of arsenic in her system. Jesus. But she died of cancer. Okay. The day after Marie disappeared, Marie's Aunt Margaret arrived at home to find it burglared. No! Some clothes, a suitcase, and her car were missing. Wow, how convenient mm-hmm. that somebody might need all of those things <laughs> if they are on the run. Weird. Yeah. So Margaret's car was later found abandoned in Marietta, Georgia. Okay. And Audrey Marie Hilly was gone. Oh. Nobody okay. had any idea where she went. Yeah. She bounced. She bounced hard. So the Aniston Police Department continued to gather evidence against Marie for her crimes, and on January 11th, 1980, they officially charged her with the murder of her husband, Frank Hilly. So oh, now shit. She's a fucking wanderer on the loose. Mm-hmm. The FBI had lost her trail, and they are looking for her in Georgia, but they didn't know that she had actually gone to Florida. Oh, shit. Oh, in shit. In Pensacola. Yeah. I used to live there. Um, I didn't know that was a song. <laughs> it's from a play I was in, so oh. it's not really a song. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> well, why are they singing about fucking Pensacola, Florida? I don't remember. It's, not, it's called Dames at Sea. In case anybody wants to look it up and they want to hear the musical songs, there's a song about Pensacola. I don't remember why. Were you just a bunch of dames out at sea? Yes, we were. (laughs) Okay, so she is now wanted for the murder, she being Marie, 
is now wanted for the murder of her daughter Carol. Yes. Or for the not for the murder for her husband Frank and the attempted murder of Carol. Right? Yes, because of poisoning. Yes, and she burgled her aunt's home, stole the car. Car was found in Georgia. Yes. Okay. I do you recall? Okay. So now she, yeah, everybody's fucking poisoning everybody over there. Yeah. Everybody got arsenic, right? Ugh. We're just catching us up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks. Yeah. So okay, now car is found in Georgia. So they didn't know it at the time, but Marie was in Florida. What? Yep. And Not she, in Georgia, bitch. Not in Georgia, bitch. She far away, and she's not going by Marie anymore. Okay. okay. We okay. got a new identity. So now it's February of 1980 in mm-hmm. Fort Lauderdale, Florida, when John Homan first met Lindsay Robbie. Okay. Okay. Who went by Robbie, which... Okay. Coincidentally, is the name of the cousin that she bit on the stomach way back when? Oh, when okay. she was all aggro. Some stuff? weird built-up beef. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe she's just like, ah, oh, that's a good name, Robbie. My name's Robbie. Like, I'm you now, right? Yeah. Okay. So, oh, she took that name. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Got you. So Robbie told John, this new guy out in Florida, mm-hmm. about her tragic past, yes. which included that she was a widow and her entire family, so her husband, son, and daughter, mm-hmm. all were killed in a car accident. Oh, God. Yeah. Horrible. You know? Feel yeah. bad for her. Yeah. She had left her home in Texas after she had a little minty bee. <laughs> and <laughs> she's like, you know, losing your whole family will make... Make those menti bees roll around. Make those menti bees quite frequent. Uh-huh. And so that's why she moved to Florida. She's like, new fucking start, right? So and far, I'm sure John's like, checks out. Yeah, of course. And like, nobody's going to double check that. Everyone's like, wow, that's terrible. I'm yeah. sorry that you went through that, you know? Yeah. And so she's supposed to get a bunch of money from her family's death, like life insurance and all that, but it's all tied up in litigation. So she's poor, but like a good Help person. Me, I'm poor. Mm hmm. She claimed to still have ties to Texas, though, because her identical twin sister, Terry, mm. which is the name of her daughter-in-law, hmm. she lived in Dallas, and they're very close, right? Oh, okay. So she's just making up a whole fucking She's got a whole world going thing. on. Exactly. So John was divorced, and he owned a boat business. Okay. I guess he was quiet, meek, and told a friend in confidence that Robbie was a sex worker when he met her. Oh, mm-hmm. but, he's like, I paid her 20 bucks for a blowy, so wow. I knew what I was getting into. She, he was her first client. Oh. And so, like, he <laughs> saved her. Right? What are the odds that yeah. you're saved by your very first client? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. So. Oh, no. He's so gullible. He's. Yeah. Yeah, he's real gullible. He's like, I have a secret. He he was probably needed someone, you know? He was like, Yeah, I feel bad for John. Good for me. Oh yeah, I absolutely feel bad for John. So John and Robbie were living together by March of nineteen eighty. Because she was like, This is the one I got him, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, he owns boats. I mean, a boat (laughs) company. I don't know what what they do. Absolutely. All your clients are rich. Yeah. Exactly. And so Robbie got a job as a secretary at an accounting firm in West Palm Beach. Watch out. Is the boss hot? Is the boss hot? It's in West Palm Beach. So maybe. Maybe. Or maybe they're like a burnt, crispy piece of toast. (laughs) (laughs) You just never know. You just never know. So in October of 1980, the couple decided to move to Marlowe, New Hampshire. Okay. Oh, okay. I guess John had a brother out there. And so they're like, hey, let's go live by family. Right. Mm-hmm. So the couple was married on May 29th, 1981, and Robbie wow. took the last name Homan. 
Okay. Okay. So we got a whole new identity. A whole new identity. Wow. Over the years. Married under a legal name. A legal name. She's like, no, man, I got a past now. Like, (laughs) oh, God. Over the years, John and Robbie lived a modest, quiet life, and he fucking adored Robbie. What about her daughter? Fuck them kids. (laughs) She was just out. Yeah, like the daughter never followed around and was like, you should stay away from her. Well, the daughter, nobody knew where she was. Oh, okay. She just bounced. She, yeah, gotcha. she bounced to, she escaped from fucking custody or whatever. Yeah. And then stole a car, moved, dumped it in Not Georgia, went to Florida. Knew where she was. Yeah. She nobody. started a whole new life. Whole new life. Exactly. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's wild, but I guess she was willing to kill her. So, so yeah, well, you could just cut ties, I guess. Let's <laughs> yeah, do that instead. That wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's more healthy of the two options. Yeah. <laughs> This actually seems like the more reasonable first Maybe just let her go, (laughs) except for whatever might happen to John. (laughs) Yeah. So he adores Robbie, right? And Robbie was a down-to-earth and fun lady that just liked reading romance novels by the fire and hanging out. Okay, so at her core, we know she loves romance novels. She loves romance novels <laughs> by the fire, and she likes cold weather. She was, like, having it in Boston, and now oh. she's up in New Hampshire, so it's, yeah. like— Perfect, right? Oh, God. Okay. Is she sitting in a fucking bay window? Probably. <laughs> That's where I would sit in a fucking reading nook. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. So Robbie often talked about her twin sister in Dallas, right? And okay. how she had to go to Dallas soon to see a doctor for some rare blood disease that she was suffering from. She's like, don't worry. I'm going to come back with some syringes and no questions, but I'm going to everybody's getting a shot into your body. <laughs> And you're going to have a stomachache, and don't worry about that. Just don't ask questions, you know? low on vitamin D. (laughs) Yeah, that's all it is. Mm -hmm. So in September of 1982, Robbie left to see her twin sister. A wink. (laughs) A wink. And her blood doctor in Texas, right? All right. She got a blood doctor. Mm-hmm. And the, the treatment, old blood doctors. Those blood doctors, you know? Is that like a phlebotomist? <laughs> Probably. I guess. I got to go back to my blood doctor. Uh, he does He does stuff with blood. Nobody you know? knows my blood like that, man. <laughs> he knows just, my blood. I can't pick a new one. He'd yeah. have to get to know my blood. Yeah. You know how hard it is to find a good blood doctor? <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, this treatment, it was going to take weeks. Ugh. So she's like, don't expect me home back in New Hampshire. Like, I'm going to be out in Texas for Get a hot minute. my oil changed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Robbie flew to Pompano Beach, Florida. Mm-hmm. What? That's not Texas. And <laughs> <laughs> just catching everybody up. <laughs> What? That's not Texas. <laughs> and she immediately bleached her hair and lost 30 pounds. Oh, so she's on the run again? Yeah, she's she like, just going to bail on John? She, well, listen. She's like, that wasn't enough money. <laughs> she was like, I, he's not, I mean, boats are one thing, but then he moved to New Hampshire. You can't yeah. have boats in New Hampshire. She probably Can didn't you? have was a good a book. She was on a stale run. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, she was like, I got to go. Florida's where it's at. All right. So she goes out there, bleaches her hair, loses 30 pounds, and she went to an employment agency, and she told them that she was Terry Martin. Okay? Okay. Now, Terry Martin 
was hired through this employment agency as a secretary that same day for a man named Jack McKenzie at Solar Testing Service. Okay, we're so, going to test some solar. Yeah, she's just like, fuck this life. I'm going to get a new one. And she yeah. got a new one. How like, easy that it was for her to get jobs. I guess. Yeah. The she bitch didn't have to type. fill out 500 fucking applications online to never hear back from a single employer. <laughs> right? It was a different time. Yeah. You could just walk in and be like, you need me. And they'd be like, you're fucking right. <laughs> I actually have been looking for someone exactly like you. <laughs> So Terry worked for Jack for six weeks, telling him all about her sister, Robbie, who was dying of this rare blood disease. Uh-oh. This sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So she just assumed her twin, her made-up twin. That's weird. In Florida now. And Robbie. I mean, a good way to keep your story straight. I guess. She's just like, I'm that one now. So she was like, I have not enough lives. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be two different people. Three. Three. Really. Three. Yeah. <laughs> And Terry would call John periodically while she was in Florida as Robbie, mm-hmm. right, to give him updates about her health and her rare blood disease, right? Oh, my God. Weird. Fucking weird. Ugh. Yeah. So Terry eventually told Jack that she had to go to New Hampshire because her sister died, so she had to go handle that, right? Oh, my God. So okay. she quits her job, goes up to New Hampshire. Okay, so she doesn't really like Terry is what I'm getting. She's like, ooh, I'm going to go back to John. Yeah, like I think Robbie was, was you know, that yeah. life was better, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on November 10th, Terry Martin called John Homan to tell him that his wife, Robbie, had died. Oh, my God. So she, so she called wasn't her, even going back to her old life. No, she called her husband and was like, yo, she did. I'm dead, but not me. Like, my twin sister, who I'm now being, right, is dead. She said that Robbie had her body donated to science, and she had a letter from Robbie basically saying that she wanted Terry and John to be together to comfort each other. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why didn't you just go back as Robbie? Why do you have to be Terry now? Well, she lost 30 pounds and bleached her hair. Oh, but she couldn't just come back and be like, I lost 30 pounds and bleached my hair. (laughs) Don't be ridiculous. (laughs) It's fucking weird. Yeah. It's a harder lie to keep up with. A hundred percent. But she's like, no, no. Terry liked it missionary. Yeah. Robbie was all wrong. And now (laughs) we're going to try again. Yeah. We'll train him with this Terry one. Right. Okay. So John picked up Terry from the airport and was shocked by how similar she looked to Robbie. Yeah, right? and knew all the same inside jokes. <laughs> like, almost as if she were the same person. Almost. John would later say how Terry was, like, much smaller. No, the frame is different. <laughs> it's the bones. It's all in the bones. They're so much smaller. I can tell. I can tell. You put them side by side, I could tell mm-hmm. who's who. She was smaller, and Terry liked to watch TV a lot more than Robbie did. Oh, good. At least she's (laughs) taking care of those personality traits. (laughs) Terry had an obituary for Robbie, and John took Terry to the newspaper to have it printed, right? Okay. And then Terry had told John that Robbie wanted Terry to meet all of Robbie's old friends at the Central Screw Corporation, where she worked, right? Wait. Sorry. Go ahead. Robbie had told Terry, hey, Tell John that I want you to meet all my old friends mm-hmm. at some place you used to work at. Is that what yeah, you said? Yeah, okay. at the old screw company. Okay. Yeah, that place. Okay, so all her friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, you know what? Just ingratiate yourself back into my life. Go yeah. meet my husband. You guys should really hang out and get to know each other, comfort each other. Yeah. And also, go meet all my old coworkers. They're pretty tight. Yeah, because she was like, I liked that life, but I didn't want to just tell him I lost weight and dyed my hair. 
I don't know, Stacey. Okay. I don't know the answers. I don't have the answers. So you confusing. Seek. That is looking into the mind, and I simply cannot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. So, a few people accepted Terry, and they offered their condolences. Like, sorry about your sister, Robbie. She was great, right? Yeah. yeah. But most people were like, absolutely not. Like, that's Robbie. Yeah, like, this is suspicious. One coworker had heard Robbie's twin was there, and as soon as she went in and saw Terry, she her she was allegedly screamed, bullshit, that's Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, not But, like, what job. if you were wrong? <laughs> I know, right? Like, bullshit. Aw, oh, man, you're just as good. <laughs> oh, my God. So Terry ended up getting a job as a secretary at Book Press, which is a weird that Terry and Robbie have the same careers. I mean, their parents probably pushed them to do the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They were twins. They're so similar. Yeah, yeah. All oh, their things. brain works. Mm-hmm. So it's a book printing company in Battleboro, Vermont. Okay. Okay. The employees at Central Screw, fucking. Would not let this go. It's like Central Perk, but Central Screw. (laughs) It's like that, yeah. They became obsessed with trying to verify the obituary that was written about Robbie. I love this. Mm -hmm. I am for it. Yep. I'd be in that fucking office whispering, too. Oh, yeah. And they all be like, Like, grab your popcorn, bitch. Print it out. And they're like, it says she has kids. Like, let's call for the kids. But nobody could confirm her existence or the existence of the places that were mentioned in the obituary. Oh, what do you mean? Like, like, she's from Squiddly Diddly, Yeah, basically. And they're like, that town hasn't been active in years. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... They eventually made a police report. Like, they were that fucking suspicious. Oh, good for them. And But kind of weird. What is your police report? Like, I think somebody's pretending to be somebody else, but also is the person that I think they're pretending to be. Maybe it's more like, <laughs> this is really suspicious. Like, are you guys looking for a Robbie? Because oh, she gone okay. now. Yeah. But, like, this person came back. And they're going by Terry. Mm-hmm. So senior detective Bob Hardy of the Vermont State Police looked into the claims made by the people from Central Screw, right? Okay. And he couldn't verify any of the information that was in Robbie's obituary either. He considered that some kind of, like, tax evasion might be happening. Oh, okay. And so he contacted the New Hampshire IRS office, which tipped off the FBI, right? Okay. In no time, the FBI starts looking into who Terry Martin is, uh-huh. and they concluded that Terry was indeed Terry Lynn Clifton. What? Bum, bum, bum. Okay. A woman known to frequently change her identity and was wanted on federal drug charges. Okay. Okay. Did they pick the wrong name that they found to be the real one? Or are you giving me a twist a of, like, this whole time her name wasn't actually Marie or whatever? Uh, no, her name was actually Marie in all of it. But I think that maybe she had used the name Terry before. Oh. Oh, and so and they, they were like, oh, shit, this bitch. That we found her. Mm-hmm. Drug charges. Drug charges. I didn't know she did drugs, did I? I mean, arsenic. I mean, but... a bit of drugs. <laughs> yeah, a bit of drugs, evidently. So the FBI went to Book Press in Vermont on January 12th, 1983, to go see if they could get her to talk, right? Okay. They waited in the parking lot for her to leave for the day so that they didn't go inside, like, a, you know, private building or whatever. Fucking calamity. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because of all of the, quote-unquote, evidence that they had against this drug woman was, like, a hunch, right? Okay. They wanted to ask her if she wanted to talk to them, hoping that she would say something incriminating. But they didn't have, like... They didn't know for sure. Yeah, grounds to arrest her or anything like that. Yeah, gotcha. 
And so she could just be like, nah, I'm good. And they'd be like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I want a lawyer. <laughs> What'd she do? <laughs> Did she talk? So <laughs> I guess Terry didn't have a car. So she had a friend come in and pick her up and carpool home or whatever. And uh-huh. then the cops saw her coming out to meet the friend. And they were like, hey, do you want to talk for just a second? And she said, nope. Oh. They said, quote, we don't think you are who you say you are. And Terry looked confused. Like, what do you mean? This is crazy. Yeah. You're crazy. So she told her friend, like, I got a ride home. I'll go with them. Don't worry about it. So she goes with the FBI to the fucking police department. Okay. FBI agents asked her to elaborate about who she is in the car. Mm -hmm. And she calmly and politely asked to wait to answer until they got to the interview room and she'd fucking explain everything there. She's like, I really want to make sure you can hear my voice clearly. Mm-hmm. Like, now's not the time. We need to be sitting down face to face. Gotta figure out my story first in my head. <laughs> right? Give me a minute to think of something. <laughs> yeah. So once in the interview room, the agents asked Terry her real name and they were shocked and confused to hear her say Audrey Marie Hilly. Okay. They're like, what? She's like, I'll explain. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? And she told them that she was wanted for writing hot checks in Alabama. Like, okay, okay, I am Audrey Marie. Hot checks in Alabama is my new band name. (laughs) For the record. I love it. (laughs) One agent was like, I got to go call Alabama. See see what's going on. Alabama on on the line. (laughs) I'm going to get Alabama on the line and see if we can fucking sort this whole thing out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And the other agent was like, I'll just, I'll entertain her. Yeah. While you're gone, right? So then that Playing agent hot comes. hot cross buns on the goddamn recorder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> Did you hear the pause on the last one that's looking for the hole? Yeah. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So the guy that went and got Alabama on the line, he comes back in the room with a paper showing check fraud. Attempted murder. No. And. That one's bigger than fraud. (laughs) Murder. He was like, oh, shit, right? Yeah. This bitch killed her husband. Oh, shit. And so when confronted, Audrey waved her hand and said, the police accused me of poisoning my daughter. That's so ridiculous. Why would I do that to my own daughter? Right? Uh Like, this is all a big misunderstanding. Yeah. Oh, don't worry about that. Mm Mm-hmm. And Audrey confessed that Robbie had gotten a letter from the IRS Denying her tax filing extension. And so she knew that every two to three years, the IRS would catch up to her and she would need to switch her identities, right? Okay. So she kept a small book of social security numbers to use in the future. Like, she's admitting to the fraud. She's like, yeah, I I did did that that shit. shit. But she admitted that she was alone in this con and that John Homan, her new husband, right, Mm -hmm. who was now at the police station looking for his wife, who's... Like, what the fuck happened, right? And he and she's like, that's not my name. Mm-hmm. Well, he had no idea that she was using a false identity. And she Well, did he have person. any idea that she was also lying about being dead but really pretending to be her twin sister to him? No. He was like, what? <laughs> that's surprising. <laughs> that's my wife. So John You're was- alive. <laughs> I'm happy. It turns out you're just a liar. Yeah. <laughs> so John was allowed to see Audrey. Okay. But who's also known as, goes by Marie, right? And also goes by Robbie and now Terry. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. But like growing up, she went by Marie. Yeah, she went by Marie. Okay. You're yeah. throwing me off with the new Audrey name. Yeah, now she's Audrey. <laughs> okay. Well, the police only called her Audrey and she okay. was like, yeah, that's fine. This is like, I that's am my now. Christian name. <laughs> yeah, this is my government name. Mm-hmm. So John was allowed to see Audrey before her extradition back to Alabama. Okay. And he asked her if she did it and she said no. And John was like, liar. Okay. 
Okay, nope. I believe you. He believed her, and he was like, I will fucking stay by you. Okay. Stand See, by my man. in these cases, people have to know, right? Do you think it's, like, them covering it up for their own sanity? Maybe. Like... Like, come on, I know, you're batshit crazy, but I really like you. So, yep. Okay. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. Me there. This is fine. Yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. So Marie's trial started in spring of 1983, and her defense was literally that Frank was exposed to chemicals at his PVC fucking plant that he worked at, right? So, yeah. like, maybe that's why he got sick and died. They put arsenic in there. Mm-hmm. You don't know. And Carol was just a crazy lesbian. Like, she's just Oh, my God. Insane. And they're like, no, ma'am, we have the tests. Yeah, like, no, no, no. And then all the money, she was like, I mean, I plan to pay it back. Oh, God. Like, why are you so mad? Oh, God. Yeah. So the jury found her guilty oh, of good. Frank's murder and yeah. the poisoning of Carol. And she was sentenced to life in prison for Frank's murder and 20 years for the poisoning of Carol in June of 1983. Oh, shit. Okay, she was sent to Tutwiler State Women's Prison in Wetumpka, Alabama on okay. June 9th, 1983. And John, her husband, moved to Alabama to be closer to her. Oh, my God. No, don't wait for her, John. She got life. She got life. Like live you, yours. You gotta go, yeah. you know? Like, move on. Yeah. So, originally, she was classified as a medium security prisoner, despite rumors of Marie planning a prison break. <laughs> oh, shit. She's like, listen, ladies. She's like, we gotta gang up on them. I have an announcement. <laughs> it's like ants against a grasshopper in here. <laughs> oh, God. We can do it. So then she was reclassified as minimum security prisoner in 1985. When she didn't invoke a riot? Mm-hmm. Exactly. She became eligible for day passes in late 1986. Uh-oh. And she was granted four eight-hour-long day passes where she left the prison and would come back without any incident. Right? See, this is not... A good idea. No. It's a fucking terrible idea. Also, yeah. I get that this is like 84 now, right? But yeah. like, is this still a thing? Like, is this still common? Day Are passes? there prisoners walking around with day passes right now? I don't know. Like, we it's have a so women's bizarre. prison. bizarre. Here. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Are they just fucking cruising around the streets? Like, yeah. anyway, gotta go to Target real quick. Murdered my husband, but also need some new shower curtains. Got a day pass. Yeah, but, like, what are you doing on your day? Going to Chick-fil-A? What oh, are you doing? God damn, yeah. As long as it's not Sunday. I was gonna say, what if they let you out on Sundays only? <laughs> you can go to your church, and that's it. <laughs> damn it! So on Thursday, February 19th, in 1987, she was given a three-day-long furlough to visit her husband, John. Oh, my God. Yeah. Three days? Three just days. Three-day vacation from prison. What Every the fuck? Every new employee is granted three days a year. Yeah. I get that this is probably the direction you're supposed to go if you want, like, rehabilitation as opposed to, you know, straight incarceration or whatever. Yeah, but then don't call it life. I mean, it's if like you're given life. life until you give, get your shit turned around. Like, if you're given life, it feels like... You did something real bad. Yeah. Like, maybe if you were given 20 years, then, like, you could have a day pass to, like, get you back into society Make and sure stuff. Make sure you keep up with it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get too far gone. Yeah. So you don't, like, lose your mind and all that. But, but like, life? 
I don't know, man. That's weird. I don't know. Seems, I don't know either. Seems dangerous. Seems dangerous. But also, it's probably the only way you're supposed to rehabilitate someone. But I she guess has it life. depends, though, because if it's like, well, I killed him because he was abusing me, and you're like, I know she's not really a threat to society. Yeah, that but too. I gotta do the thing. Yeah, <laughs> like she was a threat to him because yeah. of a circumstance, not a threat to other people. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not qualified to answer. Mm-mm. Koalified. I stare at koalas over there all the time. Koalified. <laughs> <laughs> From our Australia thing? Yeah. Okay. From Matthew. Matthew. A three-day-long furlough, right? Yeah. So she's out in a row. John. In a row. You can fucking make some time in three days. Yeah. You can do some shit in three days. Uh-huh. And on Sunday, February 22nd, 1979... John had discovered a note in their motel room asking Uh him to give her an hour to get away. (gasps) She did it. Mm -hmm. She fucking did it. She was like, I got to go. Give me an hour and I'll call you. Like, bye, love you, peace out. She was due back at the prison at 4 p.m. Oh, God. She had left that Sunday morning to visit her parents' grave and never returned. And that was when... John was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Oh, I let her out of my sight. <laughs> oh, no, I was the one responsible. Mm-hmm. And he immediately called the cops. Oh, did he? Yep, because he was like, I mean, she killed her last husband. I don't know what he was like, oh, but also. Oh, shit. He's like, Ugh. I'd be like, you know what? I like her when she's in con- like under control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so the hunt's on again, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's looking for fucking Audrey, Marie, yeah. Terry, Robbie. yeah. And on February 26, 1987, a lady named Sue Craft called the Saks police at 1.30 p.m. to report a lady on her neighbor's back porch in Blue Mountain, Alabama. She went to back to Alabama? Back to her fucking hometown. It's oh like God. less than a mile from her childhood home. Okay. Okay. Sue knew Marie from high school, but she didn't recognize her because mm. she was rough. Yeah, looking rough. Uh-oh. And Marie was covered in mud. Her hair was crunchy and stuck to her forehead. And she had... (laughs) Rude. Her hair was crunchy. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) She had one of her shoes in her hand, and her fingernails were long and dirty, and her pinky on her right hand was very obviously broken. Oh, God. Was she, like, (laughs) Like fucking drugged up on something? No, I think she was just, like... Broken. How do you fucking get out of here? Yeah, like... She was broken, exactly. She was fucking feral, is what you're telling me. Yes. Oh, no. So during the time that Marie was fucking kicking it in the woods, right, mm-hmm. the temperature was between 32 and 54 degrees. Okay. So fucking cold. With a wind chill below freezing. Mm-mm. And it had been pouring rain. Oh, good. So she's miserable. So this is when she popped up on this porch, like fucking cold and yeah. wet and broken and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Marie was incoherent, and she only managed to give Sue minor details on why she was there. She said her name was Sellers. And that her car broke down and she had, like, walked and kind of crawled there for help, right? Okay. When the officers and the ambulance arrived, Marie lost consciousness and went into convulsions. <gasps> Uh-oh. Bad batch? Bad batch. Well, I don't know if it was bad batch, so. <laughs> or hypothermia. Exactly. Like malnourishment. Yep. Upon her arrival at the hospital, Marie suffered a heart attack and was unresponsive. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Audrey Marie Hilly died at 5.06 p.m. that same day in the hospital. She was 53 years old, and her final cause of death was heart failure due to hypothermia and exposure. Fucking the elements got her? The elements God got damn, her. You bitches better watch out for that universe. Yeah, Mother Earth was like, you know what? Psych. You gotta go. <laughs> yeah. You're bothering me. <laughs> You're 
too much. You're being、oh, too much、shit. right now.、Mm-hmm. You had too many lives, too、yeah. many chances. So John couldn't afford to bury his wife, and he left the task to her two children. And then on February twenty eighth, nineteen eighty seven, Mike and Carol buried their mom beside Frank Hilly in the、oh. plot that she had made for herself when Frank died. Okay, that's all. Okay, girl. So she had a good fucking life. She got busted for it, but she fucking. How long was she in actual prison for? Um, she died in nineteen eighty. It wasn't long. She died in nineteen eighty seven. I want to say. Let me Didn't see. Didn't they get married in like eighty one or something, or was it eighty six? She was found guilty in nineteen eighty three. Okay. And yeah, sentenced in nineteen eighty three, and she、okay. died in nineteen eighty seven. She had four fucking years. Yeah, and she was like, "I'm gonna try again." Oh my god! And then the、god. universe was like, "You gotta stop." And it was all just for money. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, money and stuff, I guess, because she had this like. You know, I'm gonna live this high class life, and I'm accustomed to a certain standard. I guess. Jesus Christ, you ruin everybody's life just for that. Everybody's fucking life. That's insane. And poison a bunch of people. Number one mistake was poisoning Frank. Should have just kept him and kept living your life. And honestly, him he was happy、it. to just provide. Yeah, he was happy to dig her out of all of the holes that she made. Jesus. Well, it seemed like she had a habit of like hopping around and then being like, "Ooh, I don't like that one." Like, yeah, that was better back there. Let's slightly change it over here. Yeah, so weird. So fucking weird. Well, and then the changes that she went through too to pretend to be somebody else—that's her twin sister of the person that she used to be—is、yeah. weird. It's yeah, too much. It's so weird. Oh my、right? god. Well, that was a fucking doozy. It was a doozy.、Right? Jesus, what's it been like? Three and a half hours. <laughs> Hope you guys are still here. <laughs> yeah, sorry about it. <laughs> I'm not. But also, you're fucking welcome. <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, thanks, Critty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll take all the credit. Thank you. <laughs> so, if you guys want to check out pictures pertaining to this case, go to ISGD Podcast. Nope, not dot com. Because it's well, not up already. Someday, someday you could go there. But until then, go to our social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Our handle is at ISGD Podcast. You can Gmail us. <laughs> you can email us at the other letter of mail. Girl, you're struggling, us, dude. I'm so glad I didn't have to read. <laughs> I'm like, I need another beer. You can email us at isgdpodcast@gmail.com or snail mail us at. P.O. Box two seven six four Spring Valley California nine one nine seven nine and then we have two things to open. So stick <gasps> around、do. to do that. Let's do it. Are you so excited? Yes, I'm so pumped. Okay, let's do the little guy first or the big guy. No, this one. Okay, so we know the big guy's critties. Yeah, so, so let's, let's save it. She said、yeah. there's food, so I'm excited. Oh yeah, let's do the little guy <laughs> first. Okay, we got something here. It has a snake skin from Alabama packaging. Oh, is it from Alabama or、no. Georgia? It has an alligator. Is the MS? Mississippi. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, did I already forget? It's got a fucking alligator on there. It's from Bayou Diva Designs. There is a fucking alligator on there. Ooh, we got Diva Designs on the Bayou. Yeah, we do. What a cute、Blue、fucking、bayou. bag, by the way. It is a cute bag. Oh, I'm so excited. What's it gonna be? How's Ooh, it gonna be? Ooh, okay. There's a card and some bubble wrap. Okay, just got to make sure there wasn't anything else in there. Oh, there is a card. How awkward is it when you're like the one who wraps the gift and you're like, "There's nothing else." That, that, you can stop digging. Yeah,、that、you're was, done. Was that not enough? <laughs> <laughs> Cute ass fucking card. First of all, Ooh, we got some stationery. Look at this. Love from Bayou Diva Designs. Ooh. <gasps> oh. Ooh. What is that, girl? Is it a holographic bookmark? 
I love your business card. <laughs> it's a business card. Shut the fuck up. It's so nice. <laughs> I want to touch it. Ooh. Aaron and Stacy, enjoy these keychains. Cool. Totally thought of y'all when I was making them. Love you guys and thanks for all the true crime and laughs for the last few years. And here's to many more. Kelly Janot. Oh, I was close. Kelly Janot. Kelly Juno. I need to just read and not make up my own fucking thing. <laughs> I like it when you make it up. Juno. I'm like, Juno. You can go by Juno. Yeah. Bayou Diva Designs. Girl, she's the owner of Bayou oh, Diva Designs. Oh, shit. Also, we got the owner on the line? Super cute. Dude, your super card looks cute. like you got the holographic card out of the pack of, like, yeah, Pokemon. Like, we got the rare one. Yeah. It's this really cute. Legendary. I really like it. Did you? This is a legendary? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to keep it. Okay. It's a, uh-huh. a keychain. So are you ready? Yeah. Are you? Well, I can only imagine it's gonna ready? have like a gator tail. <gasps> is it oh a my gator God. tail? No, but it's call? even better. What is it? <gasps> oh my God! How cute! Ugh. Stop it! I don't know if you know this, but I have an entire keychain of just keychains that I carry around with me, like completely unnecessarily, that aren't connected you to do my have, keys. <laughs> yeah, you do have. A so I'm super excited for this. <laughs> it's like. It's a keychain, and it's a row to explain to people who can't see. Yeah. It's a row of gems, balls, and one looks like blood splatter. One looks like a blood handprint that says true crime. And one is sparkly red, and then one has crime tape all over it. Ooh, look at that. Would you just look oh, my at God. This is so fucking cute. How cute is that? Thank you, Juno, what was the name? I just uh, Kelly. The legendary card. Sorry. Kelly. Oh, it's in my lap. I'm dumb. I'm pretty sure it was Kelly. Kelly, thank you. Oh, my God. Kelly. Bayou Design. I really like her. No, Diva Design. Too. I'm dumb. Bayou Diva Design. So, everybody go look at her shit. Did um, you ever eat Jawbreakers? Because it's really fucking cute. Excuse me? Did you ever eat Jawbreakers? Yeah. As a kid? Yes. The top ball looks like a Jawbreaker. It really does. I want to eat it. If I... That would be neat. I was like, it smells like Old Bay. That's because we made shrimp. (laughs) (laughs) Your fingers just smell like Old Bay. Old Bay. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love it. I'm I'm not leaving it in the shed. It's coming with me. No, mine's going on my key ring too. Okay, this one's from Critty Cat. Okay, I'm super excited. She said there's food in here, so girl's hungry. Girl. Girl is hungry. Hungry. Oh, my God. <gasps> it's so cute. It says, this is just a bag of Crunch and Munch, but the box is too fit in the, big to fit in the box. Okay. <laughs> I thought I had to read it first. Here, let me do this so that it's talking into a microphone. Sorry. Kind oh, of. my God. Critty treats us so fine. Oh it's okay, like she knows our inner animals. Daisy. Oh. This one says Erin. And first of all, I feel like she got her mood boards perfect. <laughs> Just a face. Mine comes with a critty hair. Hell yeah. I will not clone it. <laughs> I will. I'll take that shit. Oh, my God. Aww. Oh. And just dead air. I'm sorry about it. Aww. I love you, Critty. You're so fucking cute. She's offering to Look do. Well, oh, she at... does everything. She's offering offering to do my star chart. Oh, do it. We're talking about aliens on mine. <laughs> We're talking like, about aliens. Stacy don't need that. <laughs> Not in her head. This is so fucking cute. She made this oh my, shit. Oh my god. She made all this shit. Oh, She's so goddamn crafty. God damn it, Critty Cat. Oh, it's so many snacks. I, see I them just love Cheetos. that this is like a mood board for us, though, because yours is like moons in space and mine's like unicorns and pizzas I and crows. <laughs> I know. It's fucking perfect. I'm aware. You're so amazing. I love that she just like collects this shit, you know? I know, right? 
This like, is a bag of Crunch a Munch. What's Crunch a Munch? Um, poppycock. <laughs> Another what? word for Crunch a Munch. <laughs> what? It's like caramel popcorn. Pop it open. Let's eat it. Okay. Oh, it is par- caramel popcorn. <laughs> poppycock. Poppycock. Shut the fuck up. Give me a poppycock. It's peanut butter poppycock. What? Uh-uh. It's just crunch a munch. It just Maybe has I peanuts just... with it. Mm. It what? Has peanuts with it. Mm. Is that what the Love peanuts? a shit. Mm. I like how she sent us all the basic bitch foods that we are gonna devour. I'm gonna eat the shit out of this. Mm. Hot Cheeto! Girl, I love you. Mm. Mm. I know what this tastes like, but we're gonna eat the shit out of that in like two seconds. Mm-hmm. After this is re- done recording. Also, thanks. You can have that. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely for Aaron. <laughs> And that being cinnamon toast pop tarts. Yeah, cinnamon toast crunch pop tarts or whatever it's called. And cinnamon sugar, brown sugar. I don't know. You guys Cheetos. know what the fuck we're talking about. We got some Dunkaroos. Ooh, girl! Oh. Wasn't the last time you had a Dunkaroo? Vanilla cookies and chocolate frosting. I think she was like packing. Her uh, you kids know what lunch. I hate? What? Is that they make these fucking plastics not see through anymore? Yeah, it's because they don't want you to see that they're actually hiding that you don't have that much food in there anymore, or that they're like busted or whatever. Oh yeah, they're all broken. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. And then this one, and I'm really excited to eat it. Oh, it's open, but oh, probably because it? it was popped. I don't know if these are well, any let's eat good, it. but I wanted to send some local snacks along with some OG bangers. Ooh, they're red hot riplets. I'm gonna Ridge get. Potato I'm gonna chips. get into my dumpling while you're flavor. doing that. Mm. So I haven't had. A it was ri- open, but I'm assuming the bag just popped. She's poisoning us, but I'm for it. Could Listen, be. I've never had a chocolate dunkaroo. Have you? Oh, those look bomb. Those are really good. Mmm. I have had a chocolate Dunkaroo. It's the only kind of Dunkaroo there is, but they're usually sticks. No, they're usually icing. Mm. But they're not circles. Mm-mm. They're that part's different. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. That's this is real good. fucking good. Okay, what is it? Hot Red barbecue. Hot Ripplets. A hot barbecue. Ridged potato chips. Hot barbecue flavor. Oh, I'm going to love that. Old Vienna of St. Louis. Take me to St. Louis, Louis. Take me to the fair. Oh, these are good. It's kind of weird after a Dunkaroo. Let me take another bite. Mm. I need my drink. Mm. So then we have. Two boxes here. One mm. says Aaron, and one says Stacy. Okay. Hey, Critty, try these. They're good. They're really fucking good. Mm. Ooh. And we have this little note here that says, "Sup, bitches." Yo, remember Yo. way back? <clears throat> oh my god. When y'all did that Elfster thing? Well, Barb from Florida is my home girl for life, and she hooked it up with the supplies and inspiration I needed to make these for you. Oh. Be gentle, I've never made anything like these before, oh. but I think they came out alright-ish. Dot, 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 dot. Oh my god. First of all. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Look how cute this post-it is. <laughs> it's a little skull post-it. <laughs> I love that. With a star on his fucking forehead. And I'm so fucking excited. Can we open them? She texts us and said, this beats the diorama. I'm nervous. And I told her I'm I don't, nervous right now. I don't think that that's possible. I'm. But like, I'm going to be excited for anything. So but. excited. You. I'm going to cry. What is, what is it? Oh, no. <gasps> Why, Critty? You Critty! are so fucking nice. Oh, my God. How did you? 
these Junko Funko Pops? Funko? Yeah, 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 right? I'm a Funko Pop! How? How? Who did she pick? Who did she have to rip off to make us? Oh my god! You have a bun! I have a bun! Regular Stacy and regular Aaron collect the entire line of Funko Pop. Just a couple of basic bitch vinyl figures. Unofficial ISDD podcast merch. Critty! Oh my god! Stop it right fucking now. <laughs> This is the most epic thing. I got flip-flops on. Handmade by Gritty. You do have flip-flops. I have different colored socks on. One's like a Minecraft Stop sock. Stop it. Oh, my God. How fucking cute is this? Gritty! Okay. You have legitimately outdone yourself. Remember when I was like, nothing will beat the diorama? <laughs> how? How? Let me see yours. Yeah, let me see yours. How? I want to know who she had to rip off. <laughs> You know, like, what did she have to buy? You're the Hulk. That's right. I'm the Hulk. You might be, too. Look at that stance. Look at your stance. I didn't notice it on mine. Ow, I'm hitting my teeth. Oh, my God. These are amazing. Oh, my God. These are so I think she cool. glued your twirls on the side of your fucking head. Oh. You fucking handmade this shit. This God damn it. This is so cool. I'm so excited right this now. This is amazing. Well, these have to have a place of honor. They well, have to stay in the box, though. Yeah, like, we can't take them out of the box. We're going to have to clear some spots. Yeah. I think, like, this is just like a... Yeah, we could probably move those cups. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Oh, my God. Pretty? Out fucking done yourself. You fucking crushed it out of the park. <laughs> out of the goddamn park. I can't... Do you think someday they'll be real? Yes. But also, I need to show Brandon, and he's here, so I shouldn't make that too comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Critty! You're, You're amazing. fucking amazing. I think Critty is the only person in this world who believes in us more than us. <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> She's like, can you guys do this now? <laughs> can you fucking get your shit together, please? Here, look. I got you this. Do you want some? Mm, I do, actually. Mm. 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 I love you. You're so fucking kind to us. You're the best. We really don't deserve you. Do you want a Dunkaroo? I do. We don't deserve half these motherfucking people around here. Mm -mm. They're too kind to us, and I love it. I'm so thankful. I first said that you're saying I don't deserve half these Dunkaroos, and I was like, okay. I have my own if you don't want to share. Bitch. <laughs> Shit. Coming at me hot. Mm. Mm. Those chips are bomb. They're so good. Critty, you got to try right after it, right? Huh? It's going to be weird right after it. Well, my, yeah, my chips were weird after my Dunkaroos, but I pulled through. Mm. I forgot we had these cups. I do love a good Dunkaroo. Mm. Good Dunkaroo. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. I appreciate the shit out of you. You guys are fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. It's getting hot now. We should go. Okay. Ooh. Oh, don't. Oh, right in the shoe. Oh, no. Did it go in my shoe? Right in the shoe. Here, give me one. Let me sign off with a chip in my mouth. Did it go Other in the shoe? Other shoe. Yeah. Oh, shit. It did. You see that? I'm going to eat that shit. Thanks. Is that That's awful? Bye. Bye. <laughs> we did it. Can I bring these with us? Mm -hmm. They're fun. Get them. <laughs>